And healing frequencies are open. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Clear Skies, our Star Trek Adventure live play with Stream Punks. I am here with four people because sometimes, sometimes, you just gotta knife a person, you know? You what? Gotta, like, Whoa! Sorry, sorry. No, I just took a turn. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Everyone's fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, no. Exactly. Had it coming. They got it coming. No one. They got it coming. Uh, yes, we're down. We're down one Gina, and we're down one Rave tonight. We love you. We miss you. Uh, in the meantime, we will burn the Ross to the ground and make sure that the Federation has left a steaming hulk of what it used to be. You really um, forget that, like, you're in my threatened area. I now. do. I do. I forget. <laughs> yes, it's true. It's true. I'm not used to being back in a live play environment. Yeah. I'm used to being protected. Um, but uh, we can throw things at that's you. That's true. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> the good old days. <laughs> um, so, uh, before we begin tonight's episode, uh, obviously we have some announcements to make real quick. Uh, the first off is, and I'll just get mine out of the way real quick, is self-promotion stuff. Uh, Gats yeah. back on Saturday. We had a really great episode this last Saturday uh, where things got wonky and weird and slightly racial <laughs> and, uh, because orcs and drow were in our party and uh. there's a lot of conversations to be had. It's a really good episode, though. Uh, a good example, I'm going to point at this last Gax Pack episode as a good example of what happens when on the break the players go, hey, can we go to like this really, like, this really dark place where we just like have it out with each other and everyone's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's Ooh, just go for that's it. That's a special space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Abria was like, yeah, man. Uh, like, let's dive in. So uh, it was great. It was really awesome. Um, so I uh, highly recommend it. And uh, the other, the, the stream punks business that I have to announce is in the next few weeks you can look forward to some more items coming up in the store. So stay tuned for that. We're not going to announce anything just yet, but definitely stay tuned for that. Merch still in our store, still gay, still Pride Month, and after Pride Month, you know what's happening to that gamer? Just getting right it's where it is right where because it's our gay corporation. <laughs> That's right. it. And people are already getting their merch. Mm -hmm. Like people yeah, have said that they've gotten yeah, their mail. Yeah. I don't know if y'all know this, but people are gay all year round. <laughs> not what? just in June. So I think we could just keep it up forever. <laughs> I mean, it's like I have to adjust my schedule. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually committed to one month. I get way too tired. Yeah. <laughs> Samples out their schedule. It just says the gay agenda. It just, it just says. I'm the chairperson. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, you can uh, <laughs> you can definitely uh, check out our merch on our merch store, which has been up for the past week now. Um, there will be when new items get released the, for our Patreon members. You can look forward to a new discount code every time we get uh, release new items. So go check it out for sure. Um, also, we had a big announcement too. Uh, Streampunks is doing a three-shot aliens campaign. Oh yeah! Uh, we just announced the cast for that. Uh, the intro looks sick. Yeah, that's not even the intro. That's oh, just our teaser. teaser. And Jake threw that together. Yeah, so. very good. Thank you, Jake. Uh, it's pretty rad. So yeah, uh, it, we're, we're really grateful. We get to, it's going to be me. It's going to be Sam Delev. We get, of course, Aki. Um, we have one Eddie Doty, who we <gasps> adore and love to, to oh, no end. Um, and then uh, I critical Baird. Is that, is that how it's pronounced? Yeah, yeah. we're the library bears. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yes, and so CP is joining us for that one, and we've already played our first session, and it is so much fun. It's a lot of fun going through it. Um, so and it's run by our good friend Matt, who is uh, the head of the production company over uh, running basically the Free League Twitch channel. So this is a mm. Free League game uh, partnered up with the Streampunk. So we'll have announcements of when that is hitting the uh, the streaming spaces as soon as we know when the hell that's happening. <laughs> um, so, that's all I got. Y'all got anything tonight y'all would like to talk about? I have yes. one. 
Uh, tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time, I'll be on the D&D Beyond Twitch channel chatting with Amy Dallin. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, D&D stuff, but specifically uh, sort of customizing your spells and your abilities to your character and how to make that part of your role play. Very excited for that. Uh, and then my full schedule is up on my Twitter. So Tell her I love her. Yeah, I will. Thank you. Tell her I love her. Mm. That's, that's your town musical theater. I miss watching go. her throw dumpsters at people. Mm. Oh, she still does that, just not as often. Right. I'm just yeah. never there for it. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just, you I would always, be. I know. I, know. <laughs> I would be the dumpster. Oh, no. <laughs> be the dumpster you want to throw. <laughs> be, be the dumpster you want to be thrown in. Be um, so, uh, anybody else got any announcements? Yes. Make sure to catch us tomorrow over on the Indicate Twitch channel for more of Business Wizards um, that I'm hosting with Colin. That's our special guest is Trevor Adam, whose oh. character is freaking delightful. And the, designer, the designers of the game are also just absolutely precious. And then stay tuned announcements about what we're playing next week. Tell Trevor Adam throw weapons. I will do that. <laughs> I miss watching Trevor throw dumpsters. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Different time. That yeah. was Gen Con. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I used to, I used to, back back in the day, uh, I was a, I was a uh, video game reporter very briefly, and I, the first time I covered IndieCade, uh, uh, LeVar Burton was hosting it, and uh, oh. my first interaction with him was he was giving a speech, and as he as he as he got up and promptly told the audience that Mika was conceived while he and his wife were playing Super Mario World, oh. he then led the entire crowd on a rendition of Reading Rainbow's theme song, oh. and so it was one of the best damn nights. Oh god! It was so much, and Mika was there, devastating. Like, oh no! Was like in the front row. Like my dad. Oh no! Like, oh, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. The one with the floor. Oh. Um, I wonder if that ta ting. <laughs> oh, she's funny. So, um. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, God, it's another light. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, God. What is happening? I don't know. Yes. Oh, so everyone, uh, remember last week when I was like, oh, yeah. So that is still the oh, yeah moment. July 10th. It is a Saturday in New York City. If you were in the New York City area, this is not a non virtual event. This is a real life in person event. Uh,. <laughs> Get a hold of me. Um, it's not like uh, there's no like place where you get tickets or anything. You have to actually be on a list with Ooh, your full name exclusive. and proof that you're vice because they are shooting it for like a TV show or something. So there's going to be a live film crew there, all this kind of cool stuff. We're doing a full concert. I should probably tell you what it is. It is a full concert of uh, Meatloaf and Jim Steinman music, and I'm singing uh, some female lead vocals on uh, some of those songs. It's a lot of fun. And if you want to go, uh, like I don't know, send me like a DM on Twitter or something, and I can put you on the list, or something. Mm -hmm. Hey, Bonnie. Yeah. Tell you I love you. <laughs> I miss when I threw dumpsters. <laughs> I remember that. Chain <laughs> con. Yeah, yeah Trevor and I had a competition. That's right. Y'all had dumpster chucks. Yeah. <laughs> That's something else. Um, I can't believe you survived that, Eric. Oh, uh, technically I didn't. <laughs> it was a lot of. Explains a lot of we have a stash of diamonds that we need just to rest. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> but yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. The legendary pot roast. Excellent. <laughs> Saturday, July tenth. Um, that's one. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it just slipped. Um. All right. Well, unless there are any other announcements, Ray, Jane. Oh. Oh. Uh, tell you I 
Yeah. Tell them we love you. <laughs> Out there, I love you. Um, I can't announce. I was hoping I would be able to announce, but if the Twitter hasn't, I probably can't either. So, um, just keep an eye on D and D Beyond's Twitter this week. Ooh, Ooh. spicy. Yeah, the spice off flow. Uh, there are Scovilles uh, happening. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> Tonight, I'm surrounded by all these people who better freaking know I love them, and I'm excited. <laughs> I get to sit next to Sam! You get to sit next to Bonnie! Ah, We've ah. never sat next to each other. Never! It's on a one shot. In Together one they shot. fight crime. Actually, kind of do, because tonight we're starting off with pirates, so let's get into that. Let's go ahead and jump into tonight's episode of Clear Skies. Are you ready? Was we got some packages mm. real quick. Oh yeah. So let Unboxing me, episode. Yeah, yeah, let me just do this real quick because we got two we got two packages coming in here and I had them off to the side. Little little frazzled today. So uh, I don't know if you know, but in LA it's like nine bajillion degrees. Yeah. And it's not gonna Tomorrow's slow. gonna be worse. Yeah. One hundred and eight. Do you remember, was it, it was last year where it hit 120. Do you remember that? Oh, I remember. I don't want to. In Death Valley, it registered the hottest temperature in the history of modern human yeah. existence. I walked four balls today in the sun, which is why I'm a little like, hi, everyone. Thank you. So this, this first package comes, it's it's dressed as stream punk, so we'll go ahead and do this now. Uh, but this is from Tony Brooks, and Tony apparently went wild and, and got me. This look like, these look like, what is, hold up. Hold on, I put the thing back inside. Tony, Tony purchased dice for me. Oh, my old man eyes. Uh, <laughs> I thought that's what it said. I'll read Lapis. it. I have cat-like Lapis eyes? This is la Got Me Precious Stone Lapis Dice. Wow. Oh. And they're the color of the League of Whimsy. Oh. Oh. What did it roll? It rolled a three. Oh. Which in Star Trek <laughs> Adventures oh. yeah. Which is... Star is like Auspicious. Uh, so kind of, yeah. Except for it was on an eight-sided. What's uh, that? Depending if it's any focus. Yeah, these are stunningly pretty. Oh, my wow. goodness. 
Oh, no, what happened? Oh, that's that's going very well. Thank you. <laughs> All right, I'm going to pull out the D20 here. Look how pretty that is. Ooh, and the gold inlay. Yeah, the gold inlay. Norse Foundry, y'all. Metallic is the Thank you so much, Tony. These are stunning. These are so pretty. Wow. Give me my, give me my D&D in a castle dice. Don't put them on the edge of the table because I'm a cat and I might... Just knock them over. Like, no, no, you guys resist. All right, one more. We just got one more. This is... Package that was delivered a year ago and has been sitting in my this closet. This has been has finally sitting been a year delivered. ago? And I did it. free. Happy Pride. It says... It. Okay to read on stream. Uh, it says... To our most inspiring GM, thank you... Uh, <laughs> thank you for... The not one, not two, but many realms of imagination your players have inhabited over the years. Not only have you shared these worlds with us, you've allowed us to make our own cozy or less than cozy corners in them. To be allowed not only to visit, but more importantly to exist in these worlds is an honor. To be invited to help you build a community of whimsies is even more than that. It's a gift. Thank you for sharing your creativity creativity and your heart with us. Love and whimsy, Chandra and Liz. Oh, thanks, thanks. Our mods. Yeah. Who should be, be who should be showered with adoration and praise at all times. And they're in their flowers. Alright, I don't know, but it's got a wormwood logo on it. Oh fancy. So it's already it's already oh, way more than they just reused the box. Got a new vault process <laughs> for their new dice. Oh. Look at this. Oh, wow. Oh, it's Even perfect. Timing. Wow, yeah. Mm. You got that exactly when you needed it. Yeah! Yeah, now you can put your new, new dice. dice in it. Yeah. Yep. Look how damn pretty that is. It's like they planned it. Why Look is there not a vault that's like circuit? It could be a Dyson Sphere. <laughs> oh! I want it to be Because it's an extremely niche joke. It is. Y'all, thank you. My goodness. Wow. Yeah, thank it. you. I'm Vanna Whining the box. Thank you so much. Thank you for Vanna Whining the box. Yeah, those are going to look really pretty. Uh, it's a culture thing, Sam. It's just, don't, don't worry about it. Vanna I know that one! <laughs> it was right after the one I did watch. Uh, right, right. Because right. it was trivia. Would you like I to buy a vowel? I'm um, a millennial. I can't afford a vowel. <laughs> <laughs> I have avocado toast. Oh, there's so many people just, just typing, I feel you, Sam, right now in chat. Um, so... <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Chandra and Liz, for that. That was incredibly amazing. Very sweet. And thank you, Tony, for the dice. That's uh, that is together. Those that is a damn pretty set. So together I really fun. appreciate. It. Thank you so much for that. Um, Off uh, camera, I am stealing it, and yes. no one knows. Oh, I'm watching. Draxian um, <laughs> levels of stealth. Yes. So as I announce my stealth of yeah stealing for realsies. So let's go ahead and jump into tonight's episode of Clear Skies. When we last left off, the crew of the USS Ross was above a planet that had just sent out a distress call. The Ross had intervened and had discovered, as per usual, because it's Trek, as per usual, uh, the colony of Zortonis uh, for seemed to be suffering from what looked like an a environmental malfunction of some kind that was endangering the entire colony. That of course revealed spores that were inherent to the atmosphere that were that were killing people that, who were inhaling them. It was later discovered over the course of trying to find the cure that these spores were in fact interacting with people and killing them, <laughs> but not on purpose necessarily. The spores were reacting as they were getting into the blood of the individual and became a conduit from which the alien life form that was spawning the spores could communicate. Um, the USS Ross has discovered that the planet that has been named by the Federation, Zortonis IV, is in fact alive in every sense of the word. The entire world seems to be 
the shell of a living entity of some kind. And that the biodomes and the ecosystems of this world itself function much like the sort of the circulatory blood systems of a living being. It has reached out and managed to communicate quite well when it could, once people weren't dying from being the infection of the spores. What was also revealed was that the life form was in pain and was trying to defend itself. And this was due to the fact that Polaron torpedoes were detonated on the surface when they were attempted to be extracted. Because pirates had discovered the location of uh, Polaron weaponry, a remnant of the Dominion War that had landed softly on the surface of this world and had not detonated. Toying with them causing the detonation. The Ross managed to apprehend the pirates in question and impounded their vessel. They have pretty much beamed everyone at this point into the brig and have since discovered uh, the location of the missing crew and how to get them out. You also had a direct interaction. You discovered that this young girl, who you named, uh, I believe, Lola, mm-hmm. <laughs> she Lola, she is yeah. the she is a conduit to the consciousness of the planet itself and speaks on its behalf. She was a young woman that was aspiring to be an environmental scientist. She grew up here on the colony, and uh, now she has a. a Let's just say that she is more well-equipped to be an environmental scientist on this world than anyone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're going to go ahead and start tonight's episode off in the epilogue of last week's episode, where when we left off, the shuttlecraft was descending into that great cavern to try to rescue the remainder of the crew. And in so doing, came across the pirates, which apparently had knocked out Yeri Prawl and the small security team that were left with them, and were going to attack the shuttlecraft. <laughs> instead, <laughs> instead of instead of playing through the the step by step, the play by play of this scene, we're going to be picking up, much like a television show picks up in the aftermath of what happens. To make a long story short, on that end. <laughs> The pirates discovered, much to their dismay, that small arms fire against the Federation shuttlecraft is a bad idea and kind of pointless, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. being that the shields of a shuttlecraft can withstand uh, being shot at by ships, and small arms fire didn't really do too much. Oh, and shuttlecrafts have transporter capabilities, as they also (laughs) discovered. Um, Shuttling the away team up from the hole and getting the progress report has been wondrous ping putting all of the pieces together as well as one learning that not a single member of the away team uh has been critically injured in any way despite the fact that it should have been a killing blow falling from that height um but you've also made you've also discovered new life Mm -hmm. that also counts as its own new civilization this young girl lola has Two discoveries have been made, and this is important for Macrell. There is nothing in current medicine that will ever be able to separate her from her bonding with the spores. Um, to try to, even if you were to do a full blood transfusion, uh, it would kill her. Mm-hmm. A side effect of the bonding that has taken place. She is not, it's worth noting, bound to this world. She can leave anytime she wants. Mm-hmm. But she will and has confirmed as much, will be forever connected to this world. And she will forever know this world's thoughts and how it exists. 
and none of this seems to frighten her. When you all are having this conversation in the med bay down on the planet, um, and at this point we're going to say uh, that your engineering teams mm. <laughs> have finished uh, getting the main power back online to the environmental controls. Get a um, lot of help from Mansendari. Mansendari is definitely with you. She was very well behaved mm. and perfectly fine the entire time that I had eyes on her till she fell down the hole. Mm. Thank um, you, Doctor. We're going to start this off in sick bay, where the head of the colony has been in full recovery, uh, thanks to your thanks to your. Uh, the vaccine that you generated, he wasn't quite as far along. However, he is also now in the same state as Lola. Uh, he cannot be separated from these spores. Right. They'll never. He'll never be. However, the effects because of the saturation levels in his blood, the effects are somewhat different. The vaccine has um, has sort of opened the channel, as it were. He isn't directly connected to the world so much as he is empathically aware of the mm. of the planet and can like breathe without a suit now and whatnot. uh with with the vaccine yes he can breathe right. without the suit right. inhaling um, frequencies open mm. and that's our show all right everybody oh, time to pack it in oh, all right. nice seeing you <laughs> <laughs> okay um so uh the the discoveries the findings that you have found this will just give you the the sort of the epilogue of what is happening medically here on the world mm -hmm. the people that were not immediately infected by the spores can never leave this place without an environmental suit that's just that's going to be life on this planet basically you have to choose to be fashionably suited or permanently connected a yeah and the Iromizu, which you've all named it, has also um, welcomed anyone mm -hmm. who would like to who would like to uh, join, essentially. Um, and it is eager to actually because the joining actually functions like uh, it becomes aware of your experiences and your life experiences, and so it gets to see what you have seen, and mm -hmm. it can show you what is it has experienced. So it is kind of like this strange. Psychic bonding with a planet. Who would like to Vulcan mind meld with the planet? Olin spends the whole time, like, as this is this sort of being revealed to them, just being like, this place is so cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this opportunity uh, is so cool. Jane LeCat has been going bananas over this, mm -hmm. even though she has not yet returned to the ship since the away team, even though there's somebody eagerly waiting for her to return. The truth of the matter is, is there is an entire planet now that has had, that, that originates from fluidic space. Mm -hmm. The, oh, the, the whole thing, huh? The, yes, yeah. the life form that this planet grew from originated from fluidic space, having wow. fled into this dimension wow. to escape its demise by a, an apex predator of the other dimension, namely the Undine. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So this planet is definitely going to be the feather and an, an already impressive cap for the USS Ross. Uh, the scientific doors that this is throwing open to understanding not only the Undine, but the fluidic space, but also communicating with a life form that has the capability of not only communicating back, but with such ease through the channels of Lola, mm -hmm. uh, the information exchange is astonishing. Um, so we're gonna open the scene up and play out the, the, the last uh, few hours here 
on the planet that is still known as Otonis IV, but is also known as Iromizu. <laughs> which the designation, being that that is a name that the entity has accepted, the planet could be completely, is, is up for consideration on the renaming of the Federation records as appropriate. Um, in sickbay, a bunch of people are being inoculated right now. Vaccines being passed out. Uh, You'll get a vaccine. You'll get a yeah, vaccine. Everyone's basically getting shots, getting shots. vaccinated. <laughs> um, Dr. Yin approaches you and uh, as, as everyone is congregating here and updating some of the systems here in sickbay as power is being restored, Captain, you're getting a good look at what has been going on down here planet side since this whole mission began and seeing what they've been dealing with. You've also seen some of the, the records, what the doctor has been doing down here and the juggling that's been going on. Um, you've gotten the full readout. Exio is here too, um, kind of overseeing things. She is standing next to you as you hear a lot of people coordinating. The colony coordinator is, is talking and kind of gushing to Dari and Tech uh, thank, uh, because y'all have gotten the environmental systems back online. You have already, by the way, already uh, y'all have been inundated with, uh, with gratitude from the colonists because you've essentially saved the colony. <laughs> A colony that survived the Dominion War but almost didn't survive the greed that, ex that came with the aftermath of the Dominion War. Typical um, Tuesday. Just another Tuesday. <laughs> but um, it's Monday, so... Right. Make sure you change the filters on all of these, too, regularly. Oh, of course, so of course. A lot of your issues. <laughs> <laughs> um... The head of the colony comes up to you specifically, Captain, and says... <sighs> it, it's, it's remarkable. I was, I was hopeless when you all arrived. I thought for sure that they were going to kill my son. I didn't have any hope. I, I simply cannot thank you enough for saving me and my boy and my colony. Thank you. Let that be the lesson that you take away from all this. There's always hope. What's going to happen to the bastards that started all this? Mm. Justice. Well, if it were me, I... It's good that it's not me. And I trust in Federation justice. Captain, thank you. You and your crew, anytime your eager science officer wishes to visit, uh, I'd be more than happy. You will always be welcome here. And I have to discuss with the leaders of the community about renaming our world. It seems we have a new member of the colony. <laughs> or quite the opposite, in truth. Lola has been communicating to us. We had a very difficult conversation at first. I thought we might have to leave. It might be the prudent course of action. But Iromizu um, has asked us to stay. Um, you'll have to speak to Lola for the details, but it's humbling and remarkable. I won't take too much more of your time. I know you have so much to do, but Captain, thank you. On behalf of me and my son in this colony, thank you. It is our duty, but moreover, our pleasure. <laughs> and if you wish to throw, show that gratitude in any way, I know that science officer of mine would love any follow-ups you're willing to pass along. Of course. We'll happily send any data her way. 
Well, good day, Captain. And you. As he moves away, Dr. Yin is currently with you, finishing up some of the last bit of paperwork, and he sets down the data pad and says, I regret the tensions that we had when you were asking to take Lola away. I hope you understand. I was just trying to do what was best for the patient. If the roles were reversed, I would not have let you take my patient. <laughs> In fact, thank you for trusting me. I don't know that I deserve that kind of credit. It was more just surrendering to the situation, but... That's true. I am very persuasive. I have, heard, I have heard that my um, commanding presence is a bit intimidating. Is... Yeah? Anyone? No, Marsh <laughs> <laughs> no. Roll, roll for intimidating. No. <laughs> I don't look at you and see someone who's intimidating, Doctor, if you don't mind my saying. I see a colleague that I admire, and I appreciate all of the help you gave us here. You saved lives and delivered resources with your engineer, though. We couldn't have done this without you. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that out loud. Good. Oh, I did. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, uh, she looks at Dr. Yan and, and says, um, I also see an esteemed colleague in front of me, and it was a privilege and an honor to work alongside you with your research. Thank you. Well, you're... <laughs> All of you are going to be getting this non-stop until you finally beam off this planet, but um, you're welcome back here anytime. Yes. <laughs> I should uh, go see everyone's taking to the vaccine. Besides, I think Lola wants to have a talk with you. Oh, lovely. I'd love that. Um, Lola is actually standing over next to uh, Chief Tech oh. and Ola. Uh -huh. Um She's been talking to all of you, especially you, Olin. She's been excitedly talking to you because she's a human being who is having her, per, her, her first telepathic, empathic experience. And she is kind of gushing about how overwhelming and terrifying and wonderful it is. Um, you are essentially um, an evolution of man. Hmm. Well... This entire, this entire planet is going to be that, an evolution for whatever species come here. Yeah, I suppose that's true. There's so much we don't know yet. I don't know how its integration into my DNA. <laughs> Who knows, I might be the great-grandmother of a whole new... Well, that's, that's a lot to take in. <laughs> I'll just start with the fact that I'm just still trying to get over the fact that the planet knows who I crush on, and that's kind of weird. And in turn, probably has a crush on the same person, since the two of you are now one. Oh, wow. You see her eyes widen, she goes, I'm not going to tell her that. <laughs> um, Just a quick question, was this happening telep telepathically? Oh, you know what? Just sitting there Let's just say that she didn't even. No, yeah. unfortunately, un unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, oh, it's kind of a it's it's a it's a two way street between the planet and her. Uh, mm. But um, but yeah, and then she turns to you and says, "When 
things were getting kind of scary. Uh, your your doctor told me a few things about Obolian, who was a really good cook. So I hope if there's ever a day where I'm on board the USS Ross, I get to try some of the food. Yeah, I'll make sure that it's totally meat-based, no plants or vegetation whatsoever, or whatever you're comfortable with. Oh, I've never cooked for a planet before. I've never eaten as a planet before. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, am I overhearing this at if all? If you want to. Does yeah. the planet even understand the concept of... Eating? Do you need to eat? I think so. I mean, needing and wanting are two different things. Dr. Ian raises his hand off in the corner and says, Well, we'll figure all of this out. No need to feel overwhelmed. Yes, you'll need to eat. <laughs> <laughs> That's... Go with that. Also, you can say that you can now give your crush the whole world. Mm. Mm. Oh, was I not supposed... Oh! <laughs> you see her go. Um. Well, if the whole planet knows, the whole planet knows. Hey... I have really good hearing. <laughs> Word travels fast. Um, she turns to you, Captain, and Exio, and says, um, Iromizu wants me to convey its gratitude for helping heal the wound. I'm glad. There's no lingering damage from the Polaron radiation? No, no. As it turns out, as a planet, this world has been hit by numerous meteorites over the past... 295 million years. Um, the planet itself, I can confirm, is over 1.6 billion years old, and a lot has happened. You look great for your age! <laughs> the girl's still over listening. I'm sorry for overhearing this. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how this works because I'm kind of both now, and it's okay. Like, I still feel like me, but I also feel like you can talk to Hiromizu if you, if you like. This all takes a seat so they're not doing the like condescending bend over, mm -hmm. but they're a little more on lowest level. All six level. feet, four inches of Sol just... <laughs> or is it eight? Five. Five? <laughs> oh. Please. I, I, I'm like, wait, are you B-Dave or are you just one of the top? Alright. You don't have to have figured it out yet. You don't have to have figured it out for a very long time. This is new and remarkable. Enjoy it. It's pretty... It's... It's, it's pretty fucking cool. Language. Language! <laughs> How? Very good hearing. Very good. Yeah. Very little destruction. Yeah. yeah, like, like um, a sonar. They're <laughs> inversely correlated. <laughs> also, I'm the only one in the colony that can just walk around without a without a suit on. Um, that's bragging rights. That's they're, <laughs> they're gonna put me to good use. I'm gonna be a pretty important scientist, I think. I'm trying to let it go to my head. Going to be pretty extraordinary, no matter. Um, by the way, she turns to Exio and goes, you're the first person ever to, well, run across the forest floor ceiling thing that you did. Um, so congratulations. <laughs> and, uh, thank you for all of your help too. And Exio just says, it's my pleasure. This isn't the first time I've encountered a giant, amazing plant thing. 
Oh, yeah, I was there for one of those. <laughs> um, and uh, she smiles and then turns to Jane. And Jane is, like, trying to contain herself in, in her Starfleet uniform. Just, like, almost wants to just bust it, like, like totally enraptured. Um, Jane says, I have to ask, there's something we haven't addressed yet. And I, I feel like I have to compare notes. And I don't know if you know the answer to this. But when we were down in the wound, tricorder scans indicated that some of the DNA of the biological life that was growing down there in, in the bloodstream was a genetic match to plant life we discovered in the Shackleton Expanse. And that's that's the first time you're hearing this, Captain. What? <laughs> Jane goes, yes, Captain, we did a tricorder scan. It took some jury rigging, but uh, thanks to uh, Dari, um, I was able to get a, a base cursory scan and as she's saying this, Exio is giving you the Gina look and is doing the... And, uh, and she says, there's a genetic relation between the biological life that we found down inside the wound and the plant life that we discovered on the, um, the world with the Keeper, the one where we escorted the uh, crystalline entity into the nursery. Hiromi, so what do you have to say for yourself? I look at Lola. Um... that I don't know what the Shackleton Expanse is. Pull up a, a star chart, because mm. names are, are a thing that aren't necessarily culturally Just walk over to the wall. Yeah. You bring up a map of the quadrants, and immediately it starts lighting up of all the nearby colonies. You also see, like, you're reminded again that you the proximity of Zenkethi territory, the Cardassian Union, the Ferengi trade union, like you guys are out on the other side of the galaxy and the Ross is actually close to a lot of borders, um, including Tholians. Um, mm -hmm. As that's all lighting up, you're kind of getting that reminder, Captain, but here where you are and it lights up, you basically just enter a few commands to basically trace both the light your distance across the quadrant and into the Shackleton Expanse. All the way, that line just tracing all the way, vast swaths of space taking the Ross at high warp months of space travel as it crosses into the Beta Quadrants um, and all the way across Klingon territory to this great big expansive patch of space that is still vastly unexplored. And for a split second, Sol, there's this FOMO. <laughs> <laughs> just, you, see, you see Narendra Station. You, you, just, you can picture... Admiral Bear in her office yelling at someone. <laughs> that station that was coming to life. And as that point ends, Lola stares at it and says, Wow. Iramizu is trying to process what I'm showing them, but. Um, She just exhales suddenly. You see tears well up in her eyes. And she goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. You okay? And uh, Jane immediately rushes over and, and takes her by the arm. She goes, thank you. Um, sorry, that was a lot. What am I getting from her? A sudden onslaught of emotion. This desperate hope that is suddenly flooding into Iramizu through her. And... You see tears begin to stream down Lola's face, and she goes, I may not be the only one. 
There's two! More of me may have survived. Jane looks at you and goes, Captain, the scientific implications. It could mean that the space-borne ecosystems that we have been recording that we've thought have been dormant for millennia <coughs> could have all been started from this mass migration from fluidic space. I need to pee. Because <laughs> that's something Raven would say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just out of nowhere. Well, take care of business and thereafter, take care of business. Right. So this first thing. <laughs> um, yep. Lola, Lola is just she's laughing and you see tears streaming down her face and she goes oh wow 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 this is a lot alright give it the time and if you ever want to visit your cousins the head of your colony has my contact and has promised to stay in touch They'll let us know, and we'll make it happen. We'll make it go! <laughs> Sorry. I think at that point, I think it's at that point that Sol will turn around to McCrell and give the, no, no, do it one more time. Please, please, look. Make it, oh, you were being, Enter. <laughs> they didn't really mean for me to do it. Um, <laughs> she nods, but she is in full. She can, she can't form words right now. Yep. Um, she is experiencing a planet of emotion. This entire life form that you're standing on is suddenly, and you are getting a, you're getting a taste of this too, Olin. But this is a being that has existed alone in this universe for over a billion years, and it just found out it may have family, mm. or it may it, it may not be the only one. Um, as a result, all of that is getting dumped on Lola right now, and she's just breathing and breathing. Um, Jane is is having her own issue right now. The, your your first your science officer is just going. You have five minutes to put together a pre to give to Irumizu, so that they have a summary of all of our data about that planet. Go. And she stops and goes, and what are the implications of the creature that was tending to that world? I, I, I and she Five. rushes over. <laughs> I can't believe this. And she rushes, Yada's not going to believe this. And Sol will, will uh, bend down toward the ground where there's, there's some sort of uh, plant life being. Go easy on Lola. She's dealing with a lot. <laughs> He's off. You are a type K planet that is twice the size of Mars. Could you please just calm down? <laughs> it's like I'm trying to get Punky to calm down when you want to take her out. Like, kid? <laughs> Shockingly, a being who continually affects the people around them with emotions they didn't ask for. <laughs> yep. Wow. And on the opposite, yeah. In check. On, yeah, and on the opposite side of that, Olin is trying to interact with Lola and is like, if you need any breathing exercises or mindfulness techniques to help you sort through this, I would be more than happy to suggest some things. Lola happily accepts that. Um, LeCat does a brilliant job downloading the Ross's database and transferring it here, sharing it with both Dr. Yen and the research team. Uh, and it's, 
they have the same reaction that Jane has when they see some of the, the preliminary scans taken in the Shackleton Expanse. And they start immediately just like bouncing conjecture around immediately. Lola starts chiming in too and just saying, I, 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 I don't know, um, it's possible if these life forms are connected, it's possible that they, they simply evolved on their own here in this universe and they start having the conversation. Lacat backs away, you just see the, f for a moment, Lacat looks kind of like a little hesitant to walk away from this. You see her take a step back and just, I got my notes. I'm going to do a retcon real quick, too. I said Type 8 Shuttlecraft in the last episode, and we're reversing that. It's Type 11. It's got to be big enough to transport everybody. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, a type 11, it's Type 11 personal shuttlecraft. So, um, As things are sort of coming to a head and mm -hmm. stuff, Tech has been looking around and helping people and just says, has anyone seen Prowl? Is Prowl there? Uh-huh. Prowl's actually standing with some of the security officers who were being treated. Prowl took a nasty bash rifle butt to the head. Uh, uh, so as it turns out... Tech's going to go over there and ask what had happened. Yeah, as it turns out, one of the members of their group was concealing a firearm in a fake limb. They were using they were using uh, they were using a fake foot. What? And uh, was removing the boot to just get some pebbles out, and literally got. Sh Paul was literally stunned at point blank range with with a small phaser-like weapon from somebody's heel. Imagine using your assister device to smuggle things. <laughs> <laughs> Who would ever do that? Who would ever do that? <laughs> oh, right now, be... somebody at, at a CEO at AMC Theaters is just going. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> oh <my God>. um, <laughs> get me sent to left. Um, <laughs> yes. Well, it's a good thing that you survived. Uh, Prawl says, yeah, I would say. Exio's not going to let me let this down. Yeah, the word travels pretty fast. Yeah, it's fine. It's pretty clever, really. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Uh, everything went relatively according to plan, and I just wish that we could have defused the bombs before they went off on the planet. Yeah. Well, there's still a lot of questions to be answered about that, like who the buyers were for these weapons. And these pirates, right? Yeah. Tech, I don't know if you know this, but before I was stationed at the Ross, I was following a lot of this activity. I'm sure Captain Sol was too. There's a lot of this shit going on over here on this side of the galaxy. Language. No, it's true. Uh, Language! In the <laughs> aftermath of the Dominion War, a lot of predators have come in to try to take advantage of the people who need help. Are you saying that that's something the USS Ross is going after? I have no idea. We're a diplomacy ship, maybe. Mm. We're, not a, we're not a warship, but... <laughs> he makes sure that Sol is still talking to Lola and says, If I can be honest with you, ever since the captain insisted getting a blade of armor put on the hull of the Ross, uh, yeah. you bet your ass we're going to be sent into some furry situations now. Oh. I mean, I kind of advocated for that. I thought we'd be more protected. I thought... You're going to aggro the Admiralty. If you put a big suit of armor on the Ross, we're going to get treated like a big suit of armor. Well, I just... I just wanted to protect everyone. I don't have a problem with that. If I can be honest with you... Mm -hmm. My biggest problem... Mm -hmm. Is how comfortable I am with it. 
That's your biggest problem? I'm a tactical officer that served in the war. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to operate in a Starfleet that's gone back to a mission of exploration and peace. Mm-hmm. I don't like like and shooting things. There's a lot to unpack there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. That might not be my job, but I hear ya. You're not my therapist, Doug. You're my friend. It's good to hear that. Be careful next time, okay? Yeah, I'll look out for feet. Thanks, Tech. I always do. I could help you get a foot in the door <laughs> if you... Wait. <laughs> Learning things about... No, attention. not that way. <laughs> <laughs> Olin's empathy. Oh, shut him off. <laughs> <laughs> I need that. Hey, we turn around and see Olin just scrubbing the side no, Starfleet, yeah. for we're so inclusive, accepting, you know? <laughs> That's right. Wow. I draw the light at feet. <laughs> <laughs> the line must be drawn here. Here. No further. Is it time for break? <laughs> <laughs> this is about to become Clear Sky Star Trek shitposting edition. <laughs> yeah. Wait, was it not that before? Right. Oh, good point. Yeah, yeah, good call. Right, that meme always was. <laughs> also, welcome back, shitposting. We missed you. Woo! All right. Um, so... Unless there's anything else. Everybody's looking at me. I so you, you look as you're about to say something. You're going to be you the one who opens diplomatic relationships yeah. with took a breath. the planet. <laughs> I guess, yeah, it would be, uh, however we close this out, would probably be a lot of, like, Olin, like, touching base with Lila about, like, planet's needs and, like, you know, possible additional people coming here and how that should be. So, like, liaising between Lola and mm-hmm. the colony and the planet sort of kind of kicking that sort of stuff into motion because like I don't know how many people actually end up opting into the getting the vaccination and stuff like that Um, everyone everyone there's our utopia everyone gets vaccinated because that's the intelligent responsible thing to do um and and, uh yeah (laughs) which you know opens up the door to like all of these possibilities for the, anyone who comes to this planet and of course obviously we i don't know if this is a mixed species colony it is okay however i will give you this what you learn in your conversations with lola olin is that true to form even though we see it a lot in trek telepathy and empathy is actually quite quite rare despite there are entire species that have it you don't come across it quite often in the grand scheme of like all of the species you encounter and as a result you learn that Lola is now the first telepathic, telepathically linked and empathically linked uh, person on the planet. The head of the colony coming in a close second is he's empathically linked to the planet, but Lola is full on able to communicate and read thoughts. And she's basically, she's basically expressing concerns about like, I might need your help. Um, it's great because. Intermuzu can sense what I'm trying to say before I try to before I have to say it, and so they they understand me, and it's nice. Um, I guess I just don't know quite yet what boundaries are going to look like, and if there are any between us anymore. We're kind of the same. It's just going to be a lot to figure out. And if you don't mind having an open call to you to be able to talk to you about this kind of stuff would be really great. Of course, maybe you can have one. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, Kat gave it to me four times, and she holds up a data pad. <laughs> I've never had a connection to an entire planet, but I have to in bars. However I can help, I will help to do Thank you. You definitely have a grand adventure awaiting you. This is going to be an incredible experience for you. 
your dreams. <laughs> Can't wait oh. to write. I'm going to journal about those. Probably not a bad idea. And if you happen to have a therapist on planet, mm -hmm. that's a good idea as well. Yep. Thank you. Um, I'm with... going to go threaten some pirates in my brig. Okay, so with that, <laughs> a one by one, everyone uh, gives, Exio goes as far as to give Lola a small hug, and the boy, the, the, the administrator's son, like, um, there is a gathering here at sickbay, like 20 people like gathering to, to bid farewell to you all as you all beam up aboard. When you arrive back in, uh, in the shuttlecraft and Ren is taking you all up to the planet, off planet side. Everyone's loaded up into the shuttle. And I feel like there's a moment where Vakrell would take center chair and then be like, oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> the, the shuttle, make it over here. <laughs> but I did want to say to Lola Bird before, like, it was, I was, uh, it's been a privilege to treat you. <laughs> Thanks. And you, both of you. <laughs> I got it. We got it. <laughs> Um, thank you for saving my life. Oh, that's my job. Oh, and that reminds me. Um, some data has come back. This is just a small sidebar because at this point you would have discovered that the vaccine has basically, uh, has the, the, the effects of the vaccine in saving her have allowed the, syner the, the synergy of the two life forms living together. Our dear pirate captain currently sitting in the brig Apparently, his physiology was capable of, of that intrinsically, mm -hmm. and did not know he had been infected. Oh. I assumed that, I assumed yeah, from, mm -hmm. the, from the duel mm -hmm. since he was uh, already he, at that point. Well, but right. it didn't mean that it wasn't going to ultimately have a degenerative or pathological right. effect. Right. But exactly. we're still going to give him the vaccine, even though he already has the antibodies. And age anyone age twelve and up can receive it <laughs> right now in the clinic. Oh gosh, is please! I know that this was the Star Trek episode that's like heavy-handedly <laughs> topical. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, cut back to me in the chair, going no, <laughs> make it no, no. This is not where I make. Um. Thank you for warning me. <laughs> All right. Um, the shuttlecraft disembarks from the surface of the world. You guys begin to gain altitude, cutting through the, the yellow and the the light that shines onto this world. Because remember, it's mostly sort of like a crusted desert sort of like uh, wasteland kind of a world. Mm -hmm. You all know now that it's actually quite the opposite. It's a vibrant world teeming with life underneath the surface. Um, Gaining more and more altitude, you begin to get this glowing bluish hue. And as it begins to accumulate around the shuttlecraft, each one of you cannot help but get the feeling that someone's waving goodbye to you. As the shuttlecraft begins to gain more and more altitude, the spores around interacting with some of the, uh, the energy the, the manifestation of the energy of the nacelles actually creates this sort of ambient bluish, almost teal glow around the shuttlecraft as you guys break Atmo and begin to pull into the beauty of the crystal black space that was awaiting you above the heavens. And just a few hundred thousand kilometers up ahead, you can see the ambient blue glow beaming off of the hull of mm. the USS Ross that is currently in station keep. And as you all gain altitude, further and further pulling out of the stratosphere and leaving orbit, 
um, or heading to the high orbit that the Ross is in, uh, Vren looks over at Lacat and says, Good to have you back. And Lacat, in a very touching moment, just goes, What? <laughs> <laughs> looks up from her data pad. And Vren just smiles. You all pull in to... Up, up, up. What's up? Before we're going into my ship, we're going to do a full cleanse, make sure we're totally squeaky clean, and we have no, oh, no residual yeah. particles. Sensors detected. My engine. Nothing was nothing <laughs> nothing was surviving the escape from atmosphere. Okay. We'll so. beam off the shuttle, and that will do a cleanse naturally. Thank you. <laughs> the shuttlecraft approaches. You hear Vryn talking with flight control as you all move in between the great warp nacelles on the aft of the USS Ross. You can see the grand shuttle bay one door <laughs> starting to open. It's a sea of lights underneath the shuttlecraft as you all pull into the Ross's shuttle bay. Um, again, just want to stress, the Ross is a big ship. <laughs> it is a city in space. And as y'all are pulling into the, the shuttle bay, it reminds you again of the few times that you actually get to use a shuttlecraft moving in and out of the USS Ross, where you get to see her in all of her majesty. Pulling into the shuttle bay, um, you see a lot of the crews are in here busily at work during their daily routines. The shuttle begins to touch down with the force field. You guys are, of course, guided in by the auto uh, force field. This tractor beam just pulls you into shuttle bay one. Find the doors begin to... Vryn leans back, stands up, and goes... Permission to report back to the bridge, Captain. Unless you need me for anything else. Grant. Uh, were you serious about the beaming off thing, Captain? Did you want me to beam off the... Yes. Oh. <laughs> uh, shuttle Bay Control, I want to beam out of the shuttlecraft, please. Are you serious, friend? Uh, I'm in here with the Captain. You might want to watch your tone. <laughs> Seconds later... <laughs> <laughs> Vren beams off the ship. But you're getting a good clip of what Vren, yeah. Vren's, Vren's relationship with the other crew members. The answer is embarrassment and Vren and tech. Okay. Uh, Singh, if you could please set up a mass beam, we're just going to get everybody off the shuttle. Copy that, Chief. Thank you. Another spike. One by one, you are all beamed out of the vessel and into the main shuttle bay. You see uh, Chief Sang is over by the controls, and he steps out and says, Welcome back aboard, Captain. Commander, good to see everybody's in one piece. Much appreciated, Chief. Thank you. You're welcome. Make my way to the bridge. You immediately just walk right past Sing, and Sing just goes, <sighs> Good work today. You too. Yeah. And <laughs> you too. For some reason, it's just this residual, just like some chloros. <laughs> yeah. It's just like Ghostbusters 2 energy, where the two of you are, hey, I love you, man. Yeah. Kind of like yeah. the two of you. like um, Reporting back up onto the bridge, uh, you hear Captain on the bridge as everyone steps out. The turbo lift doors open. From both sides of the turbo lift, the main crew, once again reunited, the bridge crew of the USS Ross, steps down off the turbo lift and resumes their stations. Um, My crew is out of the hole. <laughs> the whole bridge applause. <laughs> as they should. Um, it takes you a moment, Captain, as you sit back down in the center chair and notice that your science officer is not at her station. And uh, when you notice this, a few Exio glancing back, uh, throwing protocol to the wind for just five seconds, um, Asmi has greeted. 
the Aww. cat on the bridge. Um, it is professional, but it is also a hug that could potentially cause um, bruising. I have a data pad to study. <laughs> Very intently. Um, <laughs> it's blink. As me immediately <laughs> pushes the cat back and just goes, <clears throat> Welcome back, Lieutenant. <clears throat> and um, goes back to her station as the cat um, the cat just goes, um, I would really like to talk to you. And she goes, yes. She goes, okay, okay. And goes back to her uh, sign station. And Vryn sits down and says, ready to leave Warbin on your orders, sir. I can plot a course to the Starbase. That was where we were heading before all of this. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> For all of this happened. Y'all were, hard, y'all were headed to Starbase 621. Well, come on, Lieutenant. Let's go to space. Aye, sir. Leaving orbit. Setting a course for Starbase 621. And let's get some free momentum to start Ooh. this game. Yeah. All right, Bren. Don't <laughs> let right. me down. <laughs> Difficulty zero. He rolls a four and a nine. You guys gain four momentum. Wow. Um. <clears throat> uh, wait, wait, nine? No, no, sorry, you gain three momentum. Uh, yeah. Three. Um, okay, so, yes, you see on the view screen the world that you have come to know now just as a living thing. You see it pulling away as the Ross has come about. You leave orbit, and course is laid in. About 25 minutes later, leaving the system at full impulse power, Vren engages warp, and you all jump. The USS Ross resumes her course to Starbase 621. We're going to cut to the brig. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Because there was a scene request multiple times oh. from what? a very eager... Was there? Oh, it wasn't said, but it was said. <laughs> I mean, okay, sure. <laughs> Look, was, I'm, not I'm, I'm not alone as much right as the next crew, I'm not it. alone. <laughs> I'm not alone here. Um, so you come walking into uh, the brig area where you see... First of all, the brig is completely full. <laughs> the entire crew of this... Uh, of this pirate vessel is currently they they have they have quarters waiting for them on Starbase Six Two One, and uh, that's going to be fun. Nian Jal is currently just leaning up against the wall as you come in, and he opens his eyes and goes, "We left orbit of the planet, didn't we?" You felt it. Yes. And strangely, he looks kind of sad. You, you see this kind of look in his eye of just kind of a little bit of confusion as he's leaned his head back up against the wall and he's kind of looking up at the ceiling. Just I'm told the connection persists. We're going to have my doctor check you out. I assure you, you're going to have the very best medical care, including of course, uh, in the correctional facility. This won't be my first time. No, but it will be your last. Considering who I just angered by botching this, I'm okay with that, Captain. Shall we? Shall we what? Oh, I 
I mean, we can have this conversation in front of all of your former crew if you'd prefer. What conversation do you think there is to have, Captain? The one where you spilled the proverbial legumes. <laughs> oh. I see. I look to the security officer like, this is not actually a choice. We're going to the interrogation right now. How do you plan on extracting information from me if I plan on not cooperating? I don't answer. We're, we're doing the thing. We're okay. The force goes yep. and the security officer approaches and says, this way, please, sir. And he stands up and says, well, I guess this is my opportunity to look around the ship. For nefarious reasons. <laughs> Kidding, of course. He's escorted out of the brig. He's taken to the interrogation, which is essentially sort of like... The interrogation room is very similar to what we saw in the drumhead, where they had the trial. Mm -hmm. There's a chair in the middle of the room and a couple of tables sitting around. It's actually quite comfortable, but it is imposing. And it does put the person who's being questioned on the spot. It's called an interrogation room, but what it really is is sort of like an interviewing room. Mm -hmm. um, he is placed in that chair with a couple of security officers, and Prawl is there as well. So is Exio! Who can read people's facial expressions like an old Sears catalog? <laughs> she comes in and sits down and says, Captain? Commander, he and I have been here before, but it's so nice to have additional consultation. Happy to be of service, Captain. I just very softly shoulder check her with like an I missed you. Mm. <laughs> she gives you a grin because she knows you are weaponizing her right now and she seems to enjoy it. She just smiles and <laughs> watches as they lead him to this chair and sit him down. And he says, ah, uh, may I have some water? Certainly. Now, last time we were here, we were interrupted by Iromisu. But... As I recall, we were talking about how you have no leverage. <laughs> that was made clear to me, yes. Yes. And that those proverbial legumes are your route to any kind of judicial discretion whatsoever. Hmm. Well, that is interesting. And, you know, not making it clear to your crew that you already did. Well, my crew... How do I put this? All of them are going to be thrilled to be taken to a Federation penal colony. I and if I can be honest with you, this will be my second time in one. So, I'm kind of looking forward to it, too. And so I don't really know why I should help you. Well, I imagine some of your colleagues in this line of work, you will join there, and they won't be very happy when they learn that you've told me everything. Either way. That may be true. Um, I 
But probably, probably not, though. Hmm. They like snitches. I think you have a misconception of how the loyalty in my circle works. See, the moment you seized us, you seized the assets, <laughs> you seized my ship, you became our only hope. And as a result of that, being that you're Federation, we all know you're going to treat us so wonderfully against your Federation. I mean, in truth, Captain, the biggest thing you have working against you is that little chevron you've got sitting there on your chest. You've been here before, darling. You really shouldn't bank on that. I'm sorry, Captain. It's just that, like I said, I've, I've been arrested by the Federation before, and I know this routine. You haven't been arrested by me. Oh, 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 you're the one bad captain in Starfleet, is that right? You're gonna... I think there's only one. <laughs> I don't think there's any, really. I think you're all a bunch of sad, easy-to-manipulate do-gooders who just fall prey again and again. I mean, the only reason you won the Dominion War is because the Romulans, who actually have a spine, decided to come to your rescue. This is some very good engineering, some good mining strategies, but that's neither here nor there. The point is, you don't actually have to snitch to be known as one. So you're threatening to spread my name across the galaxy if I don't tell you what you want to know? I want to find out. I'd like to roll. Sure. Are you trying to intimidate? Is that what this is? What what you is know, it specifically? Sure. Okay. That's a focus. We have we have the whole contested roll. We have the whole buffet. I'll spend a threat to add a die to the roll. Alright. We have momentum. You yep. know what? Um how do y'all feel about me just wipe it? Yeah, wipe it. Right. I'm gonna take a <laughs> it's there for. Um, which is another one, because we are not. Uh this one's the uh, mm -hmm. green die right now. We can watch someone Blue. else roll. Blue and green are interchangeable in Japanese. Uh, so uh, that still works. What'd you roll? Were my nice dice to you? Uh, dice. Nice. Um, 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 five. Five successes? Mm -hmm. He rolled a 20, a 12, and a 7. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Alright, so then, uh, let's see, that's two back to us then? Mm hmm. And he. He stares at you for a long moment and says, Well, you can't blame me for trying. I mean, honestly, you lose everything in just a matter of, well, what is it? What, two Earth days? I mean, I was doing pretty well. I finally had my own ship. You were. Again, you didn't misplay it. Just, we showed up. And you're here now. It's true. It's true. And every time a Federation starship shows up. I mean, well, let's be fair, though. <laughs> There's not too many, what are you, a galaxy class? flying around in the galaxy. I mean, I wasn't expecting one of the flagships to show up. We're in a class by ourselves. You. <laughs> you are. About to hear from you. <laughs> Fine. I shall snitch so you don't tell everyone I'm a snitch. See how this works. Cooperation. What would you like to know, Captain? Who? did you plan on selling those torpedoes to? His name is Legate Null Vamek. 
um, immediate recognition on the face of Yeri Prawl. Not, not masked at all. Prawl, Prawl's face, he almost says the name again, goes, and then he gets quiet, remembering protocol here. But yeah, there's a moment. It causes, causes the prisoner to glance over at Prawl for a second, but he doesn't catch the look. But even though Nian Jaw didn't catch it, you did. Uh, I look to Exio, and I probably will after most of these questions. Just a quick cut for, for, the, for the lie detector. Processing. He's not lying. Records show that Legat Nul Vomek is was one of the leaders of the military council, uh, one of the military leaders during the Dominion War for the Cardassian Empire. He was reported dead, believed lost. All of the best get themselves reported dead so they can continue working. Uh, who was your point of contact? He was. The legate direct dealt with me directly. Did you meet face-to-face? -face? Was this uh, over subspace? Not face-to-face, -face, more like... More like warship to pirate ship. Where? Well, from that, you're going to have to pull that from my computer specifically, but it wasn't that far from here. Why, we do have all of those resources. Thank you for reminding <laughs> me. <laughs> Uh, had you worked with him before? No. No, I wasn't sure who I was dealing with. Somebody who was uh, wanting to do some arms weaponry. Uh, dealing, rather. I just assumed that I was dealing with somebody like me. But as it turns out, I was dealing with someone much different. Much, much different. How did that referral come through? Then I I know it's all a fairly tight knit circle. How did your name get to him? Ah, so now you're going to dig into my contacts in the criminal underworld. Uh, it's the job. He came looking for me. He heard about me through a mutual contact. Which one he wouldn't tell me. Exio goes. He's lying. <laughs> Save us the time. She's very good. She's better than both of us at lying. Exio is very good. totally the holographic program in the last season of Discovery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he straightens up and goes, <laughs> I had a contact who's very integrated into these kinds of things, and he put me in touch, and that's all I'm really interested in saying. He was a Ferengi. I, I... Skag or something. <laughs> ah! Nothing, despite the peanut gallery. <laughs> <laughs> Jaw clench from Prawl. <laughs> Exio, the ultimate poker face in the universe. Mm -hmm. I mean, Exio could literally be screaming inside. 
<laughs> they won't be. We'll I mean, never know. There's probably a, a separate version of Exio forms in her counselor's office and just goes, ah! and then just, just the, then her back here in the integration. And the just, like sub counselor that was using it was like, oh, should, we shouldn't have been here. Jesus. <laughs> um, um, so, yeah. Until this unfortunate incident, how's business been? Not great. Hmm? I'm sure you'll be happy to know. It's uh, it's been a little tricky. At uh, first, things were going quite well, um, but uh, there are some. Let's just say, Captain, that there are some people out there that do what I do and are a little more willing than I am to. cross certain boundaries. Weapons dealing in arms is kind of awful, <laughs> but hey, it keeps us going. Those of us who don't have the cushy citizenship of the Federation to look out for us. And it's doing all right there, but the Legate is a different individual. By way of deep pockets or by throat? He's not really interested in profit. He's not. I wouldn't call him a career criminal. I would probably call him um, a believer, Prawl says. And. He looks at Prawl and says, Yes. Yes, that's quite right. Um, yes. Always safer to deal with people of business of known quantities. Why'd you take this job? Partially because the pay was going to be quite well, and partially because we were threatened. The Legate, um... Well, he's, he's made his presence known in the underworld, those who are willing to help him. Has he been getting in touch with other people in your field? Yes, from what I've heard. Such as those unscrupulous colleagues you mentioned earlier. The whole underworld. <coughs> I'm sure by now knows about <coughs> the Legate and his ways. Now, whatsoever do you mean by that? Well, you see, Captain, for the most part, as I'm sure you are well aware, the criminal underworld is its own ecosystem, and there are certain risks that some of us are uh, willing to go to. For example, stealing, theft, murder, sure. <laughs> Attacking starships, no. Uh, but robbing starships of their cargo, yes. Um, things like that. If on occasion you can swipe some, say, unused, left out medical equipment that was going to be going to refugees but could instead be sold for a high price in the black market, they will do that as well. 
This is sort of the overarching scope of the putrescence of my world. Um, it's very rare when you come across somebody like the Legate. And dare say I haven't seen anything this organized or terrible since the Syndicate. You worked with the Syndicate? Fled from the Syndicate. <laughs> Got my start there, as a young foolish boy. Uh, and as I said, there are certain lines that I'm just not comfortable crossing. I don't like burning bridges, and murdering people for fun is not what I would call lucrative. Slavery, too. Ugh, no, thank you. Uh, arms dealing! Letting fools kill each other. And making money off of that. Yes. Yes, I, I enjoy that. I don't ask questions, though, of course. Because, let's be honest, sometimes they go and hurt innocent people. And then you start feeling like, oh, should I have done that? so much easier to just make the buy, make the sell, make the trade. Yes. You do have to protect your sleep at night, I understand. So, now you get to think of your least favorite of those unscrupulous colleagues, and you get to throw them under the shuttle. Well, that's easy. That would be Skag. Yes. Ah, good start. He is... <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing him die. Again and again and again. I think the Frankie only do it once. <sighs> they don't believe in reincarnation? No, they don't, do they? No. <sighs> Imagine if they were trilled, though. Then you could kill them over and over and over. Alas, you will miss out on that trilling fantasy. More names, please. We'll go through. Everyone else who were my contacts were dead. The Legate made sure to see that. Let's just say that not everyone in the criminal underworld is that interested in working with the Legate, but as I said before, he's a bit more organized and powerful, and I hadn't seen anything quite like it since the Syndicate. You don't understand, Captain. He has warships. There are Cardassians that still follow him. How many warships do you know of? Well... It was the one he was in when I encountered him. And then to drive his point home, there was the other one. He has a Galor-class warship and a Keldon-class warship under his command that I know of, packing quite the firepower. But little enough ammo that it was worth it to hire you for three torpedoes. I'm not sure why he wanted those torpedoes so badly. You work in the industry, though. What's your guess? Well, something was special about them. That's all I could figure. He stepped over a pile of bodies to get to me and my crew to make sure that I would do the job. I was the only ship that had a Polarine deflection field to ensure that tractor beams wouldn't work on our vessel. He's going to be very angry. He 
probably thinks very little of you and is unsurprised by your failure. Don't worry. As I said, me and my crew are now as safe as we possibly can be. You are. It's true. When did you arrive on the scene? I first started hearing, hearing rumblings about a year ago. But apparently he's been moving behind the scenes for quite a while, since the Dominion War, in fact. Do you think he was working with other circles, like the Syndicate, before he got to you? Or the, you know, the shards thereof? I don't know. I didn't profile the man. No, I'm asking for your speculation. I suppose. Eh. It's possible. I mean, not... who's worth working with if not you and your people? If he did have ties to the Syndicate, it would make sense. The Dominion had largely infiltrated and taken over the Syndicate. Or at least had made the attempt. Hmm. Before they were disbanded. Really? It... There's one thing that I know for a fact, Captain. Is that the Legate believes in the superiority of Cardassia. And he believes... I think he's still fighting the war. I do not make out of contact with Yuri Prom at this point. Yeah. But he feels it. appreciate your cooperation. You're welcome, Captain. I don't know exactly what it is you're up against, but he's more than just a crime lord. And Captain, there were Jim Hadar with him on that vessel. I saw them on the view screen. Security team immediately rushes forward and lifts him up. And come on, and they escort. They slowly escort him out. Prawl whirls on you and says, "If they're Jim Hadar, they're getting shipments of Ketracel White. There's no way there are Jim Hadar on this side of the wormhole that are not being sponsored by the Dominion. That are not agents of the Dominion. He is. He is getting help from someone. Some other kind of fractured force, or they have schematics from the old manufacturing facilities." There are a lot of possibilities, and we can only speculate so far. We have a few angles that we can run down from here, and we're going to. Hi, Captain. Because Cardassia can't rebuild and know any kind of peace or quiet unless we take... Unless people like us take out the trash. Exio pipes up and says, something else to consider. The peace is getting more and more fragile. The after-war efforts are still lingering, the friendships and the treaties are still there, but all we need is any kind of spark to set off a conflict between the Romulans and the Klingons all over again. All the more so, we're going to snuff the oxygen right out of the room. So, we're going to follow up with old ties, we're going to read in the ambassador immediately, and stars help me Ivan Orion I need to get in touch with 
You see Exio grin and Prawl goes, No. <laughs> You're probably spared having to interact with him. I, on the other hand, and off they go. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take our break. <laughs> we'll be back in 10 minutes. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back, everybody, to Clear Skies. Um, we are joined here again with the stream. Comics. We're going to go ahead and jump right back into our episode for tonight. Where we left off was you all leaving that interview of the pirate captain, uh, Nia Jal, who has just been escorted back to his brig after, after spilling the beans about some pretty disturbing trends that are taking place quietly in the underworld right now. I am going to walk past and do the sort of like, I'll get something from you next time thing. Mm -hmm. You didn't talk this time, but you will. Uh, just, uh, so his career doesn't know he did a snitching. Okay. I'll get you next time. I'll be honorable about it. Mm -hmm. okay. But he's also going to go to bed and oh, he's in my brick so good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what happens next on board the USS Ross? Y'all are currently en route. You have another two days before you reach Starbase 261. Uh, I will say that down in engineering, uh, we're kind of going over a debriefing of everything, especially with Ensign Dari. What mm. happened? Yeah, Dari takes you through, you know, the beaming down, the setting of the thing. Singh is here too. It just the getting the call. The the, the, uh, the doctor telling her to go. Uh, Whoops. <laughs> what? I did no such thing. She was requested. Uh, um, She's her own free will. <laughs> uh, you know, getting there, the. Exio showing up, like the, the explosion, like the whole thing. How is it as it plays out? The falling down the thousand foot, uh, wow. essentially a uh, natural cavern created by this, this explosion and uh, surviving, and then everything that was down there explains to you, you know, basically runs you through what you read in the debrief, but Daria, she's taking you through it, she still seems to be processing it. Mm -hmm. Like the whole encounter, uh, being under the quote-unquote skin of a giant alien world, and <clears throat> um, and then, you know, not a big fan of slime. Mm. Still doesn't really know what it was that they were walking on. Doesn't want to know, kind of thing. Also, not a big fan of fungus and mushrooms. It's good Has to know these about things them. about yeah. yourself. Yeah. Uh, doesn't mind eating it so much, but oh. uh, but encountering it in the wild, she has nightmares because uh, there's not a lot of there's there's very few uh, plant life forms that grow in the ice on Andoria, and uh, she's not very fond. Mm. Of fungus and whatnot. She just has a thing about it. Kind of like. And Sindari, I am extremely proud of your performance and very proud of how brave you were in the face of danger. But this. There it is, there it is. Th yeah, this yeah. is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. Okay. I need you to take some time off. Why am I taking time off? Because you need to process this, okay? And while well, we can't have you in engineering. I'd like to schedule some time with Exio for you and, and just get some R&R. Oh. It's been a very stressful time for you. Okay. Okay. She narrows her eyes for a bit. And goes, Good! That was easier than I thought it would be. Yeah, well, I, Chief, I, I wasn't sure if you were being legit or not just now. I thought you were trying to get rid of me, but um, thank you. Maybe, maybe I'll actually do that. Okay, so who are you and where is Encendari? I really just don't like slime. Ah, uh, I'm just gonna make a note. <laughs> yeah, I mean the, the, the gel packs are fine. Mm. Not the, but anyway, 
enjoy your time off. Okay. So you're all good here? Looks at Chief Singh, who just says, go. <laughs> and she goes, okay. And wanders over to the turbo lift and leaves main engineering. Chief Singh nods to you and says, she'll be fine. <laughs> Worst right. case scenario, she goes and beats up a bunch of Klingons in the holodeck. We need to make sure she stays away from Fred. <laughs> Why? That just seems like something they would do. Oh. You know, now that you bring it up, I'm not sure I've ever seen those two together. That's probably for the best. Mm. Mm. Keep up the good work. If you need me, I'll be in the med bay. Understood. And I'll head to sick bay. Okay. The doors of the sick bay open as um, Chief Tech walks in. McCraw's playing her Dr. Bingo of... Uh, Help the planet give birth to crystal. <laughs> Check. <laughs> Romulan brain surgery with Borg tech. Check. <laughs> Cure planet. Check. <laughs> that doesn't exist, but I would think <laughs> if anyone had Dr. Bingo, <laughs> there's like the yeah. cure completely yeah. unknown and wild and impossible disease, and it's like right next to the soul scoreboard of Pirates and Brig. It's like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, this is good. Oh, free space! <laughs> space! Space! <laughs> well, it seems like uh, you're pretty happy with everything, Doctor. Bingo! Bing oh, bingo. Wow. Look at it's like It's done. a it triple cards, because there's too many things we've done in the past <laughs> season. Of which, weren't you supposed to get some sort of award? Oh. Yes. I was nominated. Ah. Uh. An honor, really. It was just an honor to be mm. nominated. Uh, I just wanted to double check with you. It just came in for a quick little scanny poo. I'm, I'm spore free, right? No spores. Do you want to check? Again? Maybe. I've done four scans on you, Tech. But yes, one more. Fifth time is the charm. Here we go. All right. <laughs> You are a fun guy, but there is none in you. Mm, thank you. <laughs> I will scan you again. Do we get any momentum? You are spore free. This is all you're doing. And I'm so proud. It's been we've been gaming together for three years, and and this is all you're doing. <laughs> so you're saying I'm infected? No, <laughs> scan again. <laughs> yes, I see that there is a pun in your colon. Mm. <laughs> but that is a shitty pun. <laughs> Bingo! <laughs> Shitty pun! <laughs> I just want to see one. Of the, I just want to see one of those pictures. Those like really bad like eighties pictures of like it's just Sam's face looking up at a light, and then overhead is just a picture of Darren DePaul's face. Like, the two like like the two pun masters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like a glamour shot. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's three. I love Man. those. Just racking them up. My my nasal cavity is loose to say. <laughs> Words. Well, that that's happened. You are spore free. <laughs> I didn't need to know that about your nose, doctor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did want to say though, thank you for taking care of Insendari as much for, as you did. For the few hours that she was with me, I kept very close eyes on her until she left my side and fell into a hole. However, she was safe with the rest of the crew who also keeps an eye on her. And I appreciate it. I, I thank you very much. That was pretty intense though, huh? Like on the planet. I 
it does seem like something that we've seen before, right? These spores, the whole the connections? Well, I do believe... Uh, I do believe Lacat has been putting some kind of uh, research together about, you know... Oh, are you just like you're talking about the other planet? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just assuming, so I was like, "Wait, did I miss something?" No, 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 no. let me go back. Uh, just to catch us up, uh, right, 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 right. <laughs> is putting together some research, and uh, she said she would share with me when she came to some more hypotheses. Since mm. I do also have a very strong interest in botany. Hmm. Yeah, keep me updated. I mean, yes, it's not machinery, but it's working on a different level. We are all machines in our own way. I believe you, and yes, good, goodbye. Yeah, organic <laughs> machine. Yes, yes. You know, like you got to keep the the engine running and my my warp core strong. Yes, with um, <laughs> sit-ups. Well, thank you for performing the diagnostics. You are spore-free again. Thanks. Come back if you want to try. <laughs> this is very awkward. Thank you. And then, like, I'm like, do you want me to test your reflexes? Uh, my, is my, that how that works? <laughs> this is how I test. Please don't throw things at me. <laughs> no, that was that was special. Okay. The turn tackle leave. <laughs> you, you left like a long time ago. Now I'm just talking. Yeah, about yeah, yeah. Bingo. <laughs> Where's the ambassador? I think I swallowed for. Mm. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> when I went down, maybe water. Maybe yeah, water. Yeah. yeah, there's definitely something there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. you went down and swallowed fur. Like, huh? Eric. Um, what? what? No. Oh yeah. Sorry. Is you don't have any staplers to throw. At you. <laughs> it's just that there's been so much Batman. Time I know. Not in my sci-fi though. <laughs> hey, I'd be more like a Barbara Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to head to sick bay, or where, where are you headed next? Or, or, or did you? Did I was in sick bay. No, no, you were gonna go to. Oh, we just did. I'm left. Okay, okay, okay. But yeah, I was interested in the ambassador or where they were. Um, I think the ambassador is. Uh, have have I been brought up to speed by the, at this point by about all the Cardassian stuff, or um, is if you would like to be, or if we want to play that out, either one works sort of why I'm asking. Um, maybe uh, at least like a, a starting tip. Like, this is this is the thing that's happening. I'll come down and give you more information about it. Uh, probably in the Air Ambassador's office. Like in, in the... Yeah, in I the figured either bridge or office. Yeah, was probably office. Like if, if I got even an inkling that that was a thing that was happening, I'd be like, okay, I gotta go. I think I, I leave uh, the interrogation. I mentioned wanting to have you read in, so then thereafter, um, if if uh, it suits you, sure. I, would, I would follow up, uh, because if for no other reason, Sol walks to the office, stands in the doorway, sees you, and there's just, I think, even if you're not facing the doorway, you feel the, ah, this is how things should be, relief from someone behind you. <laughs> You think very loudly, Captain, for someone who isn't a telepath. For someone who's not supposed to be empathically legible, it's just good to have you back. 
It was very strange. Um, you don't really think about what's going to happen to you. You just know that you have to do something or someone's going to get hurt. And you don't really think about the fact that that could be you. Mm. But at least it's not the child. And they say ambassadors aren't part of Starfleet. Ma'am? Oh, of course. Uh, would you like anything to drink? <sighs> uh, yes, whatever. Whatever you have would be lovely. Ambassador's choice. Um, that reminds me. I... Would you, um, consider coming by my quarters sometime in the next week? Certainly. I have, I have something of yours that I have been meaning to return. It's nothing bad. It's just that I, um, I'd like to restore, uh, uh, I would like to, um, uh, return some stolen goods. I do have pirates in my brig, you know. <laughs> um, it's the typical punishment. Well, once you've seen it, you can determine my punishment then, Captain, but, um, I will. <laughs> and no discretion or whatever. <laughs> I trust you're doing well as well, Ambassador, as I address uh, uh. the power behind the throne. <laughs> of course. I think that's when patience does come over and, like, you know, acknowledge you. They were waiting until <laughs> she was waiting until she was allowed to come yeah. over. So, following the captains. Um, How are you doing? Recovering from the holy experience. <laughs> to be honest, towards the end there, I started to feel a bit nauseated, but I'm feeling okay now. It's a very... Uh, it was a very different experience, I think, than what Lola was experiencing. I should hope so. Um, but, um... Yeah, the, on, the onslaught of everything, the, the connection was very... I had power over their space with just a thought, which is uh, maybe a little bit more power than I'm, I'm okay with. Um, though they seemed quite open to it at the time, very excited by all the things that I showed them. I took them on a little mini tour, I guess, of the galaxy, as best I could anyway. That's amazing. It was, um, it was pretty special. I, um... I was tempted, actually, um, right before we left to, uh, see if I couldn't get a taste of what Lola was feeling. There is always time to symbiotically Bind to spores in a planet constructed by natives of fluidic space. You have a long career before you, I assure you. 
I don't mean to tease. No, no, it's um, it's just the idea that um, Lola will never be alone or lonely. That she's a part of something bigger. That's really very beautiful. Um, you can possibly understand why that would be tempting. Sol uh, swings their chair so that uh, their body's just a little closer. Just, yep, get it. Uh, but uh, you had something that you wanted to talk about. Yes. I'm sad to sell a positive experience with a grand political mess, but it is... Well, I'm on the ship for a reason, I would hope. Well, yes, but that's your charm. This is a supplementary capacity. Nonetheless, had you ever heard of this legate null of a mech? Make a roll. Make go. Alright, so this... My galactic politics definitely go into <laughs> this one. Yes, yeah, your galactic politics would definitely go into this, because he... I mean, honestly, I wonder if... You can probably get a Ross roll out of this bit. Uh, well. well, if you're gonna use a database, yes. Might as well. Okay, so if you're gonna use, so you turn towards your computer basically, and may I buy a die, by the way? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to be a. I think this would be a reason command check. Okay, and computers command out of Ross. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a thirteen. If you. Mm -hmm. How many? Oh. What's my? New sheet. What's my uh, difficulty? Uh... Difficulty's two on this. Okay. Aye. Ooh. Ugh. I mean, I got... Fascinating. Yeah, I got three <coughs> successes, but barely. Hey, so a crit fail on the ship doesn't do anything, right? Uh -huh. That's correct. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> All of a sudden the ship goes, Whoa! I mean, it could have been like a fascinating untruth in the database. Yeah. Yeah. Just um, unraveled. The warp core just shuts down. My, my whole boss, I, we've kind of seesawed back on that one, but I, I prefer that the, the assist doesn't the stakes are botch yes. for the Only for the when it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. No, this, the, yeah. So, no. so if you roll the 20, then, uh, yeah, the database doesn't have anything on him. Yeah, three successes, so we got one moment back. Okay, mm -hmm. um, that name does sound familiar to you, because of your time spent on Cardassia. Mm. Um, Legate Nolvamek was, essentially that is the, uh, the Cardassian equivalent of Admiral, and was a staunch supporter of Gul Dukat. Uh, he was one of Guldicott's inner circles, members of his inner circle, and a brilliant, ruthless tactician. He received his first command. Uh, he one. He received the status of legate after his performance, quote unquote, during classified events. That well, <coughs> they're accessible to anybody with rank, so you guys could easily access them. But um, we'll just say that his service during the occupation of Bajor won him a lot of praise back on Cardassia. So much so that they promoted him from Gul to Legate. Um, and uh, when Gul Dukat 
became the de facto leader of the Cardassian government, uh, he was one of Goldicott's first picks. Um, he, he is a very dangerous individual. He is not somebody... The Federation... Federation Intelligence had him in the database, but he... You, I would give you one more piece of information for free, is that uh, he was known for being a staunch nationalist. We'll put it that way. He was very much Cardassia first. Everybody else needs to bow to us. Mm -hmm. Olin is relaying all of this to the captain and like they're you can, in a very tightly drawn line. You can spend moments in for more information if yeah. you want. As uh, do we have a, an, any additional questions? Do you questions? have any questions you want to ask? Uh, not at the moment. We may yet reserve it. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, I don't think I have anything off the top of my head. Um, so I, I will give you this piece of information just because it's, it's, it, is this, it is part of the whole story. And as an ambassador and a captain in Star Trek, you would know this. But uh, it, it is interesting that... Um, the war was initiated via Cardassia seeking supremacy of the Alpha Quadrant and the Dominion's desire to conquer the Alpha Quadrant. Mm -hmm. This is kind of how that mm -hmm. lined up. The betrayal of Cardassia and the Dominion like, is one of the things that has made it possible for healing to begin, especially because of Cardassia's role in the final battles. Um... So it raises questions as to where he falls. Mm. And how he is continuing to make some kind of Dominion contact. As far as I know, there hasn't been that much movement through the wormhole, though of course we're going to have to contact DS9 and find out what in the star's name <laughs> has been going on, but it could be that the ones we met or have some connection. Considering how I left things with them, I wouldn't be surprised. I thought it all went rather well, considering. <laughs> I have maybe left you out of a few important details. <laughs> I'm sure that's for another another day. Perhaps when you come over to retrieve your ill-gotten goods, I can, or my ill-gotten goods, that might be the right time for that conversation. Um, in any case, this does um, this does raise the question. Prior to us leaving Earth, I was having conversations with my <coughs> uh, superior officer about what sort of things were happening out here that I needed to keep my eyes on and Cardassia and the Dominion were a big part of those initiatives. I had mentioned that I could perhaps get the Romulans and the Klingons on side to at least be of some assistance to the Cardassians since our only real line of, of action there is to basically keep them safe while they do what they need to do but not otherwise interfere. It's kind of the mandate I've was re I received. And this would certainly fall under the purview of keeping them safe. This is not the first time that I have cleared out pirates trying to score from innocent 
people and refugee supplies. And it seems the won't be the last either. I wonder how deep it goes. If the Legate is working on his own, then that implies, I mean, the occasional splinter here and there is not really much of a threat, even if they are incredibly dangerous. If they're still a rather small enclave, then getting them now is preferable to waiting to see what happens later. But I think we need to know just how far it goes. Starships imply starship repair, imply supply lines, imply logistics, and the existence of deep pockets imply resources. I would not make assumptions about the Cardassian government. This does seem like some kind of true believer trying to take back Cardassia. Though we won't know for sure. But this isn't a single zealot with a dream. My impression when I was there is that um, there were a lot of warriors that were quite inconvenienced by the end of the war. Disbanding one of the strongest institutions in a culture leaves many disaffected and potentially open to recruitment. You speak from experience. I speak from something. We need to find out more, and we'll use our respective channels. And keep an eye on our <coughs> shared charge. I don't... She hasn't heard about this, has she? She's our science officer. It's not her job. It's not, but she has a way of finding things out. And she'll find out. It's a ship. People will ultimately always find out, but I don't want her to feel like she's getting some sort of special treatment or being treated with kid gloves because of who she is or where she comes from. I hate well, it. Certainly her. not. I only meant, do we want her to just hear it around the ship, or do we want to be the ones that tell her? You're her sibling. Take care of it. Captain. Ambassador. Ambassador. <laughs> Let me know when you would like to stop by. I will. I get up, pause in the doorway, over the shoulder. Oh, it really is good to have you back. Maybe you can tell me what that um, little thing on the shuttle was about when we get together as well. If you want to share.
Your contacts are everyone's favorite green boy, and you, just as a quick reminder, um, because it's been a hot minute since we played, and but uh, as a quick reminder, you made a Cardassian connection before you guys left Earth, if you remember correctly. Cardassian. Oh, man. Yeah. So I did. Yeah, so I just want to remind you of that, because if you're going to go looking for your connections, that is, <coughs> that is one you could possibly tap. My very tap. favorite son. Sorry, I just got very excited. About <laughs> yeah. um, if you are going to reach out to not Zazrin, if you're going to reach out to him, mm -hmm. uh, you are, because of the incredible distance between here and there, <laughs> this is going to be a message in a bottle kind of thing. So you're going to send it through the subspace relay and you'll probably get an answer in about five hours. That's fine. Mm -hmm. We have fine. the Jashashi and uh, Dr. Yugos as well to help with subspace transmissions. Mm -hmm. oh, that's yeah. true. Maybe Yugos can it up a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Technical terms. You got that. You the signal. <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll send the message off and then uh, okay. head on over to sick bay. Okay, cool. Um, all right, so who would, so you, do we want to do the sick bay scene now? Are you going to head on over to sick bay? Okay, so you're getting a lot of visitors today because the door goes, and it's only been about an hour since mm -hmm. Tech came in for his seventh. Uh, scan. And, and I'm not, but without even looking at the door, I'm like, Tech, I already told. Oh, Captain! Captain! <laughs> uh, I know, the resemblance is uncanny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not colorblind. <laughs> I'm sorry, Captain, I thought you were someone else. You don't say. Mm, I did say it out loud. By the stars, you're right. <laughs> uh, can we? Oh. Of course, Captain. What do I owe the pleasure? Oh, well, I had rather a medical cum personal query. Naturally, I've been working on that therapeutic use exemption yes. for you. Yes. But I had a rather more personal question about it? I put down my bingo card. <laughs> you have some sort of capacity that this blocks off for you. Yes. yes. How does that work? <sighs> well, just so you know, Captain, the ingredients I use are extremely dangerous. I studied it for years to find just the right formula to work with my physiology, but it, as a side effect, it does tend to stunt growth, considering that I am quite small for my species. Um, I've been drinking it for a long time. You were very motivated than to do that kind of self-experimentation. Yes, Captain. The talent that I have was not wanted. But you were not wherever you were before. You were on a Starfleet starship. Yes. And yet you continue. Yes, in my field of work, Captain, 
I tend to see a lot of pain and suffering. And when you connect with people, let's just say I would like to mostly focus on my work and my way of healing. Also, when my species uses our talent, it is not a... It does come with some consequences. It tends to cause pain as well. For you? Others? For both. I it is an intrusion, and for me it's something that I don't need. I'm a healer now. But this is not why you are here, Captain. It's not, not, some species have talents mm. considered intrusive. I'm sure some people feel that way about the ambassador's telepathy. And I'm sh sure some feel that way about my pheromones. But you have such great control, Captain. You've only had but one incident since I was on board. More than that, Nacral. More. One is already too many, and... It's helpful. Sometimes. And it's... Well, some consider it intrusive, and... It's not for us, for Orions. We all have it. It's expected. And one person's emotions are diluted when you're surrounded by other people and theirs. It doesn't... One person doesn't take over a whole bridge with anxiety for their crew, you know. Hole. Yes, I remember this. I was gonna let it trail off diplomatically. I... No. No, I should <laughs> never have. I don't so. let things trail off. <laughs> the truth is revealed. <laughs> In case you couldn't tell by my amazing speech patterns. No. I've always known one can block it. I know mm. there are some who do. It just always felt like it would be better to figure out how to manage, but if it's going to keep happening, I don't want to become a contagious mood ring. You really do have a way. <laughs> and what, what are you asking for, Captain? My options. If you could 
look into the synthesis patterns for those blockers. I what their side effects are, all of that, I don't... Just... I can see what I can do. What I use... would... cause different reactions with your talents. And... Uh, uh, to be honest, I've... never quite thought about using it on others as well. But it is if something that you would like for me to continue to research. Surely you're not suggesting I also hit the nip. There is no nip in my tea, <laughs> Captain! Sam is we a have, form tonight. Yeah. We have... <laughs> uh, yes, Captain, that is exactly what I am suggesting. No. Uh, I can use my knowledge of what I have done for myself and possibly come up with different, less dangerous solutions. I'm their captain, I just, I don't wanna hurt them. If ever you do feel another episode of mood ringedness happening, let me know, and I can do what I did last time and make sure that you don't lose control. I might be able to block it a bit better than the others. Thank you. Now, if you'll excuse me, I find myself with pirates in my brig that I need to make a call to Starfleet about, and mm. uh, I'm okay. going to hear back from a very taxing Orion. Mm. Sounds very stupid and sexy, Captain. Enjoy your bingo, Doctor. I think that space counts. <gasps> <laughs> As the door Shh, opens, Tech is there. <laughs> ah. ah! Oh, yes, Tech, one more time. Just to see. I yes. felt a little... Oh, you were expected. Thank just you. Just an even... Captain? <laughs> they were also being scanned. I don't want to be too... Better safe than sorry. Yes. Yes. And even six. <laughs> okay. Is where we go. Sixth time is the charm. Was it six now? Seven, eight, seven. Is it seven? Over 9,000. Yay! <laughs> uh, does anybody else have any, any nope, word going on the ship or anything they're doing or anybody they're mm. talking to? Um, I think Olin is going to send off a few messages. Mm -hmm. You know, they'll shoot... Uh, they're, they're probably going to shoot a message to Ambassador Jal, mostly as like a, can you refer me to someone... Uh, possibly closer by with a better, with like a better like handle on what's going on, mm -hmm. um, and then uh, might uh, put out a message on their secret comlink to 
uh, Romulan friend. Okay. Uh, so you're reaching out to everybody. So it'll yeah, be the same thing because that's through getting, some space. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's um, getting message. All so of them on secure channels. So you're sorry for the mass text. Yeah. So real quick, <laughs> I, so you're trying to send a message to the Cardassian leadership. Is that what you were? Uh, I think I'm gonna see about touching base with mm. Garrick first. Okay. Well, he is yeah, he is the Klingon, top three. Yeah. It's yeah. It's it's Jal. Mm-hmm. Uh, at at Shackleton, uh, mostly to ask him, hey, who can I talk to in the Klingon Empire that might like actually be connected to mm-hmm. this and like have a better read on what's going on out here? Because I know you're all the way over there, and they're probably not telling you anything. Mm-hmm. So because they didn't tell us anything either. Yeah. Uh, but and then I'm reaching out to um, uh, Garrick, and I'm reaching out to why can't I remember his name? I look at my inbox. No. Yeah, our Romulan friend whose name I cannot remember for some reason. Yes, yeah, Sorix. Oh, Sorix. Yeah. Oh, I was like Romulan friend. I, I, I have was a like, oh right, with Sorix. So, um, so same with Sorix and Jal. That's gonna take about yeah, five hours okay. for yeah. messages to be received and sent We're not back. Not to any particular hurry. I'm just <coughs> going ahead. Garrick, however, time. y'all are right next to Cardassian territory. You can have a conversation real time. So if you're going to reach out to him, you can you can have that conversation right now. Sure. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, reaching out using your channels to the uh, the Federation Embassy, you get a hold of the office, who is the head of the Reunion Project, which is currently the civilian leadership on Cardassia Prime. And it takes a good 15 minutes before you're referred to the office of Ellen Garrick, <laughs> and after a few moments, um, you see the Cardassian symbol, and it switches over, and you see Garrick's face appear on the screen. He says, Ambassador, it's so good to see you again. It's so good to see you again, Mr. Garrick. And what can I do for you today? Well, I, um, I'm actually calling on a rather serious matter. I am, um, I mean, I don't think I there's any... Get that. <laughs> Shut up, Alexa! <laughs> Remember the Serious first matter. episode that Ashley set it off? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> it happened. Um, Unable to comply. <laughs> um, I don't... Like, would, would there have been anything the captain is like, please don't share this with people, or please don't share that with people? Because I think uh, Olin would have wanted to be sensitive about uh, this. But I don't I feel like think there's anything this, here like, that's not for yeah. them. Cool. Yeah. Um, I don't think this is particularly sensitive information where you're concerned, but I... Do you happen to have any missing leggets? Hmm? <coughs> missing leggets? <laughs> presumed dead leggets that may not actually be dead, because we think we found one of your presumed dead leggets who's not actually dead. Well, you'd be mighty interested to know, Ambassador, that most leggets are dead since the military has been completely disbanded, and those who are not dead are currently awaiting trial. Including one-legged Nevek? No. No? No, yeah. Vomek? Correct. Ah. The name does ring a bell. I thought it might. We have a trail on him. Particularly nasty one. At this stage, Ambassador, I think it might be prudent to include the rest of the Cardassian leadership with this conversation. Whatever you say. Stand by. Conference call. <laughs> Don't forget to unmute. Oh, I'm no! Send out the link. Yeah. You're muted. Um, I love it when Eric plays. Eric. 
Uh, well, I love it when and Eric. the doctor and, Eric. and the and every Ferengi and uh, basically when you do everything <laughs> we ate popcorn. It was beautiful. Um, thank you. Uh, do you like that I read this by the way? Yes, please. Oh, perfect. So uh, uh, after after about. I mean, at some point, you actually get up and go get yourself some tea. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are on hold nice. for a spell. Strong, before pure black tea. <laughs> before Garrick's face reappears on the screen, it says, I regret to inform you, Ambassador, that I have been given full latitude in these decisions. Oh. Well, wonders never cease. <laughs> I will tell you what I know about the Legate. And I trust that this is a secure channel. It is indeed. Legate Noel Vamek, as you might have guessed, was a member of Gold Ducat's inner circle, a lapdog of the most exquisite degree, and a man remarkable in his cruelty. His crimes committed against the Bajoran people made it very difficult to reach any kind of sensible neutrality agreement with the Federation once we abandoned Deep Space Nine back in the day. Mm. Yes, I've... um I've read a bit about his uh, extraordinary talent for cruelty. Well, apparently, from what we have come to understand, is that Legate has been making himself well-known once again. And he's begun to gather what he likes to believe, what he likes to call true believers to his cause. The remnants that we've not been able to account for of the Cardassian military might be flocking to his cause. They call themselves the true way. Mm. We... People really like to uh, come up with incredibly terrifying names for things, don't they? Indeed they do. And they're almost always pleasant-sounding names. From what we have gathered, he may possibly have a few Dominion citizens in his cabal as well. Dominion citizens? Well, not citizens by their account, but Jem'Hadar. Dominion soldiers. And what we were trying to... The reason we found out about this in the first place is because they were trying to repossess some Dominion-grade weaponry from a planet. They Uh. didn't get any of it, but... But that won't stop him from trying again. Indeed, it will not. Any unaccounted uh, for infantry items from the war, if you have any ability to, we'll probably be doing our fair share of looking for it as well now that we have a trail, but Mm. if you have any intelligence on that, it might be helpful. An unfortunate side effect of the apocalypse raining down upon your culture is that many of the computer systems that were once planet-side have been destroyed, including ship-wide databases. It's become very difficult to track down who's still alive and who is still making trouble. We had rumor has it that you used to be quite good at both. <laughs> used to be, <laughs> Ambassador? I stand corrected. One thing that I could definitely tell you is that if there are Jim Hadar in the employ of this former legate of the Cardassian Empire, they will need a steady supply of Kitracel White. And there are no Dominion ships, or indeed any other ships currently passing through the wormhole, though it might be worth 
contacting Deep Space Nine to ensure that that is the case. That was the uh, plan. I believe my captain is probably well on their way to doing it. I can put you in contact with Commander Nerese. I am <gasps> a personal <laughs> friend of hers. I would not say no to an audience with Captain Nerese. Oh, Commander. Commander, no, sorry. Captain Commander. Captain soon Hero. enough. Commander. Always the Federation appointing commanders to be the leaders of their space stations. Never quite understood it, really. It was so much easier when we were going by the Cardassian ranking systems. I'll have to take your word for it. It's not one to which I'm accustomed, though I did... I was getting close by the end of my time on Cardassia. Ambassador, I'm going to leave you with this. That it is possible that this... Vomek is calling together those who would consider themselves lost causes, or perhaps even worse, believers in the Founders. If that's the case, it could explain why it is that he is able to command loyalty of Jim Hadar when the cause is far lost. It also might be worth the Federation making contact with the Dominion to get their side of this story. Being in direct violation of the Treaty of Bejor would be most embarrassing, and we shouldn't pass up the opportunities to embarrass the Dominion. <laughs> I will have to tell you a story sometime. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to that story. Garrick um, out. Thank you. Do it again. <laughs> I'm calling him now. Hello? Uh, Owen fills out a report on that conversation, makes sure it gets sent to the captain. Yeah, some pretty interesting revelations. You are looking through the data pad on the report. Garrick, uh, apparently Owen was able to reach the civilian government of the Cardassian Cardassian government and... They have remarkable reach. (laughs) <laughs> it it would appear that Ellen Garrick knows a thing or two about this legate, um, and has theories as to how it is he might have Jim Hadara under his control. But he brings up the same point that Prawl brought up when Prawl was on the edge of losing his shit: mm. is that if it is a Jim Hadar soldier, it absolutely has to have a supply of, te- of Ketracel White. Otherwise, everybody on board that Cardassian ship is in danger of being murdered. Unless. Well, yeah. I mean, genuinely, unless. Mm-hmm. Unless. Because, unless. yeah, unless. Right. Because I know, I know, uh, Dr. And we should Bashir read you in at this. Re- yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll read McCrell in on that aspect of things. Uh, and as soon as you say all that, unless. <laughs> Same thought process. Hmm. Um, Garrick did recommend contacting Deep Space Nine to get an update on who has been coming and going through the wormhole. Though, it is noted that uh, Garrick kind of made the point that you were already expecting that was going to be made, which is that the Dominion is not allowed on this side of the wormhole except for special occasions, which is, of course, what started the whole drama when you guys were in the Shackleton Expanse with the Ambassador. You know, I do remember that. Mm. That that did come up. Yeah. I got two hundred changelings. So, oh, the, the Treaty great. of Bajor was pretty, yeah, pretty clear. Pretty clear about that. I and remember when I threw tea in someone's yeah. face. <laughs> <laughs> Not I those don't. good days. <laughs> <laughs> the good old days. 
throwing tea, punching changelings, what? Talking to green boys. <laughs> green boys. Little green men. No, I wouldn't know. He's taller than well. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, <coughs> and there's also Prawl. You haven't had a chance to talk to yet. Yes, well. I think he is the next on my emotional triage list. <laughs> uh, I think that's uh, that's probably the ready room. I think a touch of, like a touch of office and formality tends to be help like structure yeah. is helpful for I think this at relationship. This point too. It would be safe to say that uh, duty shift, alpha shift is coming to an end. Mm. Um, so as beta shift is taking on, ox crew is coming onto the bridge. Uh, Prawl, as ordered, steps into your ready room. I won't keep you for too long, but I will brief you in on what we have. He nods. So far. Like, he's ex- he's been expecting this meeting. He just nods. Hi, Captain. And uh, I will exposit accordingly. Okay. Exposition. He listens very patiently and quietly. And when you are finished, he says, We fought against the Legate's soldiers during the Dominion War. He was in command of two units of Jem'Hadar and two units of Cardassian sharpshooters. And then he trails off and says, Every defeat my unit suffered was under his command. Eve is our opponent. You ever interact with him personally? He you would not be alive if that were the case, Captain. Ah. Mm-hmm. And yet you knew him to be a true believer. He was symbolic. Mm. He would not let us recover fallen comrades. He would instead like to turn them into examples, Captain. There were things that he ordered the Jem'Hadar to do, who of course would do them without question. We lost ground every time we went up against him, until finally Captain Sisko ordered a full retreat of that sector. An irredeemable son of a bitch and a good tactician. It's not my favorite combination, Commander. That was perfect description of the Dominion War, sir. Yeah. Dominion, the Cardassians, they were all brutal. Well, this time, at least we have your experience as an asset. Because you know we're going to be the heavyweight in the sector. Sooner or later, I think you and I both understand what this is likely to come to. Or at least what we need to prepare for. That's our job. Not theirs. I'll point at the bridge with, like, happy little scientists. (laughs) I'm gonna regret this, but... There is somebody who encountered him. And last I heard, he was part of the peacekeeping restoration effort here in the Alpha Quadrant. That would be invaluable. We have a rapport, but he's volatile. He was instrumental in helping us 
hold the line against an enemy that didn't practice the same rules of warfare as we did. And yet, something about those methods sits poorly with you. I will never stop being grateful. And I know where we are today, Captain, but... I'm one of the few Federation officers that hasn't been able to let go of the fact that the Klingon struck us first. And even though we became allies and are allies now, Captain... I lost a lot of good friends in the war with the Klingons. And though you are always impeccable in your behavior toward others, one shouldn't expect you to entirely let that go. That would be cruel. One doesn't control how one feels, only how one behaves. So who is this volatile Klingon? His name is Kokar, son of Totak. He is a warship captain, at least last I heard he was. Though he preferred leading Beck into combat, he was not very comfortable on the bridge. He looked for every opportunity he could to leave the bridge so he could get into the fight. Pretty ah. typical to Klingon, really. Must be depressingly familiar to you. Hmm. You don't have to answer. <laughs> yes, sir. So, from the description, I sounds like the two of you don't exchange holiday cards. On the contrary, Captain, he's quite fond of me. Hmm. I learned to tolerate him. Hmm. Inside check. Uh, okay, uh, make a roll. I would say that's a command, in, that's an insight command roll. Uh, with Prawl, I'll just set this as a flat resistance, so I'll just say difficulty two. Okay, sure. Short moment. <laughs> not on that, not one. Uh, oh. it's not, it's not the dice. <laughs> I'm so sorry. They're doing just, very well by me. I'm so sorry. Oh just, yeah, that, that one. Uh, yeah, so that's three. Um... Yeah, you, you get the impression that that this Klingon probably always made Prawl uncomfortable. You can spin momentum to get right. further information, but... I you, just There was just a lot layered into that. Yeah. There it's is a lot layered into it. It's not the true false, but like... No, there is a lot layered into it, but, but it is... Um, there is a lot layered into it, but it is... Uh, Prawl... Prawl... The, the 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 surface read you get is that Prawl seems to be just genuinely discomfort uncomfortable with the guy. He took a liking to you for your efficacy, battle prowess. He took a liking to me because I could shoot the head off of a Cardassian at six hundred yards without the use of a scope. So yes. Please don't tell the cat those words came out of my mouth. Why would I talk to a science officer about your marksmanship? Hi, <laughs> Captain. I'm no snitch. Unless it's funny. 
<laughs> so that means you can get in touch with this Kolka. Well, you, Captain, would probably have an easier time getting in touch with him. He's captain of the IKS. Oops, I can't read my own writing. Mm, mood. Mobec. Can you Mobec kind of problem. M O B E K. Boom! The IKS Mobec. That should. Right, this is Q. K. Clean up. <laughs> Although Q would work too, but. K also and there are the two two. K also appears in the anyway. I'll call it Q. I'm putting it away. I'm putting it away. You don't want that. <laughs> I do. I love it. It's cute. So he says you're more likely to get in touch with them since you could probably reach out to Klingon Empire and simply have you. But if last I heard, he was still in the sector. People with more familiarity of, with what's going on. Ultimately, we're probably going right back to some of my work. Running down supply lines. Figuring out where these ships of, uh, of Amex could possibly retreat to, to make their strikes. So on. Hi, Captain. Tactical evaluations. We're never really out of it, Prawl. Captain, may I permission to speak freely? I don't think you've ever asked me that. Granted. Sir, I don't think this has anything to do with you or your past. I think we're still in the Dominion War. I think we're still healing from it. And we're still trying to find our way out of it. I think the Federation would like to believe that it's all over and done now. And I think the worst of it is behind us, yes. But I think... I think we need people to lead us out of it. And I think this is part of that. Sir. I don't think you're getting a raw deal. I think it's because you're one of the people that can do that. Gary, we don't get to leave the war. We get to make it better for the people who didn't have to go through it. Yes, sir. So, let's clean up whatever we didn't manage the first time around, and then hopefully those poor sods will know a bit of peace. Yes, sir. Alright. You're off duty. Go do whatever it is you do off duty. Actually, I promised Solon that I would visit 10-4 tonight. I don't know why I made that promise. A rare flash of good sense. Go. Get out of my office. Bye, Captain. And he turns rather reluctantly and heads out your door. I'll just look at the happy little scientists uh, as he goes. The ones we're making it... Uh, nice for so um yeah uh when when the door opens jane is not on the bridge she is comp- no, she it's is, not her shift uh, yeah mm. no she is. and if she's not with shanto right now i would freaking like verbally tear a piece off of, like no. <laughs> she is and she isn't <laughs> i don't things captains don't need to know <laughs> is it is she on duty no not my business cool 
I, after being filled in on everything, want to throw something at you. And if the answer is no, I understand. Don't test his reflexes. That's not. <laughs> but oh, I had an idea. And if I, maybe maybe I'll spend my time for this. I don't know. So, uh, okay. So as soon as hearing that they have Jim Hadar, so either they have some way of getting white, or someone has found a way to. S- you know what I mean. <laughs> I, I, I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, yeah. No, the, no yeah. actually, the white is the, the white is what is, they call it. Yeah, the yeah. white is the nickname for it. Right. Yeah. So either some either um, or someone had found a way to kind of synthesize it or create something that they could survive off. So that's possible. But let me just go ahead and give you a piece of information okay. to add to what you're about to say. Just so you know, historically. Synthesizing the white was damn near impossible. And it's why the Dominion had to keep supply lines coming through. Right. And why it was so vital for them to control the wormhole. Right. But what if some... I wanted to know... I was going to see maybe not synthesizing it, but coming up with an alternative of some kind of like... Or something else that they could survive on or something in that sense, which is what... So... Either, do, do, does the Federation have any information on the white of what is in it? Yes. Okay. So, here's, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say, and, and the Ross can contribute to this role. Because well, I was also going to say, <laughs> could I spend momentum <laughs> to say, from my time in the Dominion War, mm-hmm. would I have a small sample of... Ketrazel white? Mm-hmm. Uh, as as McCrell, like, something McCrell would keep from the war. as That like a, might... Like be a tall order because that to use as like a how much baby how to, much? yeah to use as a as a what's it called a um I don't think my you, brain I don't think we, <laughs> we have three momentum we have this minute <laughs> put it this way oops mine it's not very likely that you would have any catcher cell white because okay. that was probably going to be taken by either Starfleet intelligence or and, unless you were trying to swipe something off the battlefield but let sure. me put swipe it this way because what you are what you are hinting at. If you want to know what makes up Ketracel White, that is in the medical records. That is comp- that data is completely available to you. Correct. I wanted to take a sample, see if I could make something similar that they could s- ultimately survive on, then look at, uh, Sam said, supply chains. I want to see supply chain. I want to see who's ordering that. what to where. Where mm. are they getting the supplies to where, oh, you need a, this amount of this, this amount of this. Where we can it's go like back. A you don't track exactly. that. You I'm, I'm trying to track drugs, basically. And so, someone who actually, is McCrell, who does this on the side, sure. Would this is like her thing. So I what you would discover this. immediately upon yeah. reading this is you run smack into uh, Starfleet intelligence firewalls. Ah. Um, hey, no. You run. Lark sage to the to the <laughs> med bay. <laughs> um, and the ah. reason the reason being is that's that's that is like the ability. Let me put it this way. The knowledge, if the knowledge exists mm-hmm. to make Jim Hadar non-dependent on Ketracel White, that kind of information would be incredibly dangerous. And so that is kept, the the right people have that. You might be able to request that medical file, though. Do I have a sample? But it, of Ketracel White? I'm going to say no. Ke- that's, Do uh, I have a sample? You've got, no! You've got momentum. <laughs> but, um, but I'm going to say... You, I'm gonna say you you would you're at your rank and your level you would have access to um, to all the medical records of what catch cell white is white is made up of and okay. its genetics and whatnot. But if you're trying to get a sense of who might be able to synthesize it and where it might be going, that you're gonna have to pull rank on. I don't want to know who has done it, and I like that's I, what I want to do is 
try and make it myself to where I know, okay, someone else could figure this out. Now I got to look at who's buying what and where and where are these supplies going. And then if that's the case, then who, then that'll lead us not only mm -hmm. to, to, um, Leggett. Leggett. Leggett's his rank. Yeah. Legolas. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Noel, but it'll also, uh, figure out who's working with him to so the, get the Dimmer Murder. So I don't know. Ketra it was just an idea. No, no it's a great off. idea. Okay. But the, the, the challenge is, is that Ketrasil White, uh, because this this theme was visited quite often in right. DS9, Ketrasil White is made up of compounds that are exclusive to the Gamma Quadrant. Yeah. So where the Dominion are coming from, um, they're the one... It's, it's one of the reasons why it was both uh, such a powerful... Uh, a powerful tool and also a powerful disadvantage. Because mm -hmm. if the Federation could produce Ketracel White, then the Jemadar would be like, bye. Then yeah. it would be possible to, like, it, it could mess things up. But yeah. in this case, like, it, synthesizing Ketracel White is. That's something you'd have to probably. You would probably honestly have to pull rank and contact Starfleet Intelligence about. Right. And that is not a no. Right. Because two things to keep in mind at this stage, particularly in this campaign, you're the chief medical officer on the diplomatic flagship of the Federation, and the reputation the Ross has gained over the course of this campaign means you might be able to cash in some chips, pull some favors, and get Starfleet Medical to do you a solid. It may not be right away, yeah. but it's entirely possible to find out where the Federation landed on synthesizing Ketracel White and how to get it done. I'm yeah, going to intelligence send, owes us a favor. I'm going to send the request to uh, directly to my captain. Because if anyone can get Starfleet intelligence to do anything. I believe my captain might know a few people in Starfleet. Short skirt, long jacket, red tape. <laughs> okay. So that's going through then. I'm just going to I'm just going to put in request. Like I feel like if I can figure out if someone has done this, because if we can't figure out, we, if there's no way the white is getting through the wormhole, then s there's another source. Then somewhere. we know that there ha it has to be smuggled yeah. through the wormhole. If it is possible, then we track the, the proverbial then, yeah. If I can figure mm -hmm. out a way of, of of doing it, that means I can... Then someone else did too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then that means we can figure out, okay, these are the ingredients needed. This is what they're going to need to do it in this amount of of level of, of produce. Production. Thank you. Uh, and then we can... Quick, um, Sol, to Macrell, back off of that. Yes. Um, I would love an estimate of... Uh, how we know that there were storage facilities on this side of the uh, quadrant. Mm. There was not production, but there was storage. Mm. How long those could last, how many they could supply based on the, the blueprint size of the storage facilities we did know. Mm -hmm. If there were any facilities we didn't know about. When does the wet expire? Right, how long? exactly. Yeah, Things like, what's like the expiration that. date? Is the expiration date just a... Uh, is the expiration date just like a... You know what? They deserve autonomy from this whole thing. I don't care if it's dangerous. It's jacked up for the Jem'Hadar. Okay, sorry. I put it away. It's pretty messed up. It's pretty messed up. They should no. not have to be reliant on it. I don't care. Yeah. Yep, yep. I don't know. I want to basically, you know, roll yeah. for meth lab. Like, let's see what we can... Uh, your methods. Um... <laughs> Captain, as the lights have dimmed for beta shift and you were getting ready to call it a night, you hear uh, 
a chiming coming through on your personal communicator. It's been rerouted from the bridge, uh, coming from Starbase 621. And mm. you see the insignia of Admiral Tagus Kor. Hmm. All right. <clears throat> uh, that thing where it's just like, jackets on over whatever you got. <laughs> uh, definitely professional. Okay. Definitely still pajama pants, but here we go. That's what I do. All right. <laughs> this is Captain Sol. You see what looks like an elderly Andorian woman in full uh, admiral dress. And she says, Captain, Captain Azri Sol, of pleasure, finally getting to meet you. I apologize. I imagine it must be quite late. I'm on station time right now. It is a starship. Time is like space, relative. Mm. Well, I'm told I can expect you in the next 24 hours. Is the Ross on track? We are. We were temporarily diverted for a distress call, but we're out of that hole and on our way. I read the report. This is remarkable. Ah, uh, you know, I like to think that uh, this crew is something pretty special. Well, everything I've seen and the way my comrade over in Shackleton likes to talk about you, I am excited to work with you. Likewise. What can I do for you now? Well, the Ross's stay here at 621 is going to be quite brief. I'm assigning you immediately to Cardassia Prime. There's a lot of uh, trade negotiations and other sorts of, uh, well, the paperwork is astounding. But I do understand that you have quite well-equipped diplomatic suites and a capable ambassadorial staff. We do at that, though I would say capable is underselling them substantially. Hmm. Well, it's going to be a bit of a boring assignment compared to what you've been through, so I hope you're ready to dig in deep and stick around Cardassia Prime for a bit. You'll be the eyes and the ears of Starbase 621. I look forward to being so. Admiral, I will send along a brief based on some findings that we had and some intelligence that we've gathered from that distress call incident. Ah, oh, this is to do with the legate that has been making the rounds here in the report that I read. Uh, after the interrogation of the pirate you captured? Yes, we've been following up on a few lines of inquiry relating to that. Excellent. Uh, pass all that data to me immediately, and when the Ross gets here, we'll unload you of the burden of investigating that further and take it from here. Understood, sir. Starbase 621 out. And it cuts off. Mm. Excuse me. Ah, good. Wouldn't have wanted this to be easy. That's going to be where we stop today. Yeah. <laughs> Starbase 621. <laughs> That's all I can hear every time. Don't go It's a good Star brain. Oh, uh, why did... Uh, I guess I'll just throw this momentum away since I can't create my math lab. Yet. Yet. <laughs> Don't have my white samples. <laughs> what about second math lab, <laughs> We've had first myth lab, yes. We've got second myth lab. <laughs> I will hit you in the head with a bottle of Sudafed. <laughs> that's what gets thrown. <laughs> yes, yeah, reflex tag. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's throws. the reflex save. I've always been wondering. Oh, yeah. Uh, Good boy, what times. What a night. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. I think we all got bingo. In, yep. Yes. In, I think we actually did. I'd have to check the card, but I yeah, think we probably did. Card. The night ended. Olin invited Tech over for dinner. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. We had a great dinner. Yeah. It's really delicious. It's been a long meal. I don't know what meal. I cooked. Don't think about it. <laughs> there are three. So, <laughs> on top of this legate shenanigans that's going on with this 
Cardassian that's trying to reboot the Dominion War. There's also the growing mystery of the galactic ecosystem that the Ross seems to be constantly finding evidence of. It seems like once again the Ross has stepped between the lines of the space explorative as aspects and then the shadows of the Dominion War still trying to heal. As we're entering into the final chapter of Clear Skies, it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. Um, and I can tell you right now that judging from the fact that the brass is already pulling you off of, trying to pull you off of this assignment, somewhere in the distance, I can hear a Hector Navarro going, break the rules, do whatever you want. I would never, <laughs> this crew? No, we're not like that at all. <laughs> um, that's going to do it for us here tonight at uh, Q Times and Clear Skies. Thank you for joining us. We will see you next Monday night. And until then, hailing frequencies are closed. <laughs>